are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy life to listen to ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, please go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Or, or even more importantly, if you uh, listen to us on something like iTunes, leave us a rating. Five-star rating. It helps us uh, immensely. So please, if you get a moment to do that, um, it mean the world to us. We have a fantastic show today. You know, guys, what is at the heart of a phenomenon? The eye of the Pokemon storm, if you will. That's right. I found this. Uh, this from an old EGM magazine from 1996. I thought it'd be a nice segue into the topic of the show this week. Um, now, EGM was one of my favorite magazines as a kid, and it was a little pulpy. Um, but it was great, and they had like a three or four person review system. And this is the original Pokemon game, guys. November 1996 was the official review. It got their silver award, which is actually kind of funny because it didn't even get a gold. Right before it became a phenomenon um, in America and worldwide, it had already been a little popular in Japan. So this is what it said. <clears throat> this is the primary mini review here from John R. I believe that's John Riccardi. Pokemon. When a game sells over 9 million copies in Japan, you know the developers had to have done something right. Play Pokemon for a few hours and you'll begin to understand. No matter how much I try to write it off as just another wacky Japanese fad, I can't. Heck, I can't even put the game down, much less write it off. If you're the perfectionist type like me, Pokemon has your name written all over it. Collecting monsters, then building them up, trading them, evolving them, and so on. It's just so ridiculously addictive, and it'll keep you occupied for weeks. Getting into the game is simple, even for the most novice game players. Yet trying to build a complete collection of all 150 Pokemon is nearly impossible. Nearly? I don't know. Even for the best of the best. This is, in my opinion, the definition of masterful game design. 9.0 um, that I tried to read it like a pulpy '90s magazine, because um, that's how I always hear them in my head when I read them. Um, <laughs> that that was from the 1996 November issue of EGM, and I wonder if the crew had any idea what Pokemon would become—so much more than just another wacky Japanese fad. And the topic of the show is about finding out why Pokemon has not just survived, but seemingly remained a phenomenon for generations and generations. Um, and we have a ton of great comments left from the Ad Swordchomp Instagram community to read in regards to the question of the week. Um, and look, if Pokemon ain't your bag, I promise it will be an interesting talk. Uh, not to mention, sorry, turn my phone off. That's me. Don't yell at me, Josh. I promise it'll be an interesting talk. <laughs> not to mention, um, we discussed a ton of other fun topics on this show, like Fallout, an RPG, or a shooter, per one of our arguments last week. Are hospitals creepy? Um, chipmunk or squirrel? The mysterious Pokemon her an argument we had last week uh monster energy drink virgins let me say that properly monster energy drink virgins i'm just gonna Vir- throw that out there and not okay. give any context um daily <laughs> D- daisy ridley and more it's gonna uh, it's a star star wars gotta get a little bit in that um but let's get to some intros he's back um, this week after hiatus, the one and only, uh, Anthony Fisher, we call him Fish, we call him the Filipino Johnny Depp. How you doing, Fish? I'm back, and sicker <laughs> than ever. 
<laughs> we also call him Tony. How many nicknames can can we possibly get? Yeah, you're he's sick again. You know, there's always excuses. I mean, get, maybe it'll give you a nice deep sounding voice, make you sound like your opinions have more power to them, more weight. Um, don't they usually have a lot of weight? <laughs> I, I, what? Ha- what? Ooh. It's like you just got lighter again. It's like your voice went back to normal. Weird. <laughs> I know. I actually had to clear my throat out. That's weird. You know. No, <clears throat> Sorry, I, I don't want to clear my throat on the podcast because I, I don't think people would like to hear that. So I mute myself whenever I do that. So it's going to sound like my voice is going to progressively get deeper and deeper and sultry sounding. And mm-hmm. then you're going to hear me mute myself. And then I'm going to come back as, you know, high pitch fish like so. Okay. It'll be a little bit of both. When you have something important to say, don't clear your voice. Okay. Just let, just okay. let it hang out. Just, just um, let that phlegm just hang back there in my back of my throat. Okay. Manfish, it would have been nice to have you last week because I didn't have anybody to talk about the Mandalorian with. Uh, and then I, I, in fact, Damn. we had. <laughs> they were telling me that Disney Plus is the devil, and we fought about it. And then, and then what? I messaged Fish, and he's like, "Oh, I'm watching the Mandalorian." I'm like, "What the fuck? Of Aww. all the weeks for you to take off, you motherfucker!" <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to watching uh, this week's episode. Uh, I think they're coming out with uh, episode four. Comes out yeah. today as we're recording it, so yeah, I'm excited to watch that. My daughter's actually been into it as well, which is great. She she's calling it so I don't want to give out any spoilers, but like she's calling it like the prequel, the first Star Wars, and I'm like, that's okay, we could go with that. But uh, at first, whenever she was describing it to me, because she was watching it over at her mother's house, she was telling me about, oh, we I watched the uh, first episode of the first Star Wars, and I was just like, Phantom Menace? That's weird that you're watching that old-ass show. And then, come to find out later on, like, when, she, uh, when I was watching The Mandalorian and she was over at my place, she mentioned, oh, that's a show that I was watching, so I was like, oh, that's cool, so. The first Star, that's weird. You yeah, need to she, educate, yeah. educate that child. You uh, can't let that happen. I, I don't even know what's going on in the Mandalorian, to be honest <laughs> with you, Morgan. Like, I don't know uh, where exactly it's set or like what time frame it's set at, but that's not important. It's it's, it's not. a bounty it's, hunter. It's cool. Bounty, it's the life of a bounty hunter fish. Yes, and knock the sock bounties that you're putting out every night, if you know what I mean. All right, <laughs> it's, it's the the life of a bounty hunter. It's I'll, interesting. I'll take some credits for this. I love that show. It's great. Um, because I always said it's like whenever we used to play that um that Star Wars RPG that kind of fizzled out the one that was supposed to take a bite after a while. Uh, oh yeah, Knights um, um, Knights of the, the Republic, oh, not Knights of the Old Republic. Was it just called the Old Republic? Is that what it, what it was called? Uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Was it? Um, I believe so. The, I know what you're talking about. It was the online one. Sweater. Though. Yeah. The yeah. MMO RPG. Yeah, yeah. What was it called, Josh? Sweater. Sweater, yeah. <laughs> Swotor. Yes, that's what it was. Swotor. Star um, Wars on? Star Wars of the Old Republic? Uh, this the is old, bad. The Old Republic. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. Come on. We can do this. No. Pull it together. <laughs> this is what it's like when you implode live on uh, radio. No. That happens every day. <laughs> but uh, it was I. That's what I did. I went to do the bounty hunter thing, and I it was really cool to start off in that area. And like, there was like a hut there, and I was living my my Boba Fett dream life. Uh, and that show kind of is basically that. And we talked about Baby Yoda last week too, so it's been great. Um, oh, you did. 
Okay. And I guess that's, Baby that's Jabba kind of, the Hutt is now. That's kind of, wait, what? Baby Jabba Hutt? It's a, it's a, some art somebody made. It's, it's pretty. It's I get those in my garden I'm, every now and then. You just need to get some beer and just kind of put it out I, around your beds. I don't know why, but my internet decided to cut out right there, and I thought you said Baby Jaw Rule. And I was like, why the fuck are we talking about Jaw Rule? Uh, well, Shay. Again, yes. Um, by the way, Hi. that voice right there uh, was the professor. Um, we call him. Well, I did that backwards. We call him the professor. He is Shay Layton. It's me. Um, Hi. Hi, the professor. Hi, the professor. Hi. I have a conundrum for you because last week on this nice rousing topic slash intro discussion, you said you know you had some strong feelings about Disney Plus being the devil and all this stuff. And someone messaged me, and they had an interesting counter argument that I wanted to throw to play devil's advocate, if you will. Okay. Now imagine all your feelings about Disney Plus and how you you know, you're not going to pick it up and everything Disney does. Now imagine. Your favorite show, if not one of your favorite shows, Stranger Things, became exclusive to Disney Plus for the next season. Are you telling me you would not pick up Disney Plus? Um, no, I wouldn't. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could believe that because I know you're a Stranger Things guy at the core. Well, think about it. This I I loved True Detective season one very much. I suggested that you watch season three this year because I was planning to watch it. I still haven't watched it, but I love True Detective. Um, there are a bunch of shows that I love that I am not caught up on, for example. So, I thought you were going to say there's, there's a bunch sh- of shows that you love that you haven't watched yet. Yeah, I was going to say that. No, uh, I absolutely love them. But no, like there are a lot of shows um, that you know I can live without at the end of the day. Stranger Things, I do love that show very, very much. You but if I went to that. Disney Plus, it's not the end of the world. I, I wouldn't watch it, but that's fine. There I am. Right, look, he's going to take that public stance. Um, everybody, raise your hand if you believe Shay. Does anybody believe Shay? Well, that's zero hands. <laughs> oh, Josh, you got one. You got a hand. There no, you go. I mean, I, I don't think it's so much of a. Uh ethical stand as it is it just couldn't be bothered and right. oh, and, and if you make up a good enough reason people will leave you alone about it wow i all my my whole point is i think it might be a little easier to have a ethical stance that's joshua fowler by the way uh the jimmy rustler um from michigan joining us that's true josh but don't you think it's easier to take an ethical stance if they don't really have content that you're dying to watch. It's a lot more difficult to take that stance if they have something you need, you know. That's my theory. Um, Josh, guess what? I had put this on my uh, my intro for you. There is a... <laughs> you're in the embarrassment of riches here, Josh. Gengar has a, a Gigamax version. I saw that the other day. Did you know that? There's a Gigantamax um, version of Gengar. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Has anybody seen it here? You got Gintamax Gengar? Not yet, not yet. Oh, um, I, mean, I, I imagine he's large and red, like all the rest of them. But uh, you know, oh, no, no, good, no. Pretty good guess, actually. Mm. First of all, Gengar is purple, but you're right. They have that weird red glow to them. Um, it's like a pinkish glow. It's actually kind of cool looking. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's interesting. It looks like a giant mouth, but you should you should check it out. Uh, Gengar gets a lot of love because he got a mega evolution too. And when I saw that, I was like, man. 
Jo- Gengar gets everything. Jo- oh, Fish, yeah. we had a really... <laughs> Man, we had the funniest argument with Josh last week about Mega Evolutions. I tried to edit that into something I'm going to use, but it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh was talking a sh- bunch of shit on Mega Evolutions, and me and Shay were kind of flabbergasted. And it was great. It was good stuff. Um, so, uh, but yeah, Gengar, one of Josh's favorite. Pokemon, <laughs> I gotta admit, I, I gotta admit, Morgan, I was, I was, you know, like you got, you had a shitty week last week with us because we were ripping fucking everything. But um, I'm, I'm on your side. I don't, I don't get the heat for the the Mega Evolutions. I loved them, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, looks wise. I th- I thought they're a little bit difficult to deal with um, in terms of like tournament play and stuff like that because obviously when we did our Poke tournament we had to discuss how we factored those in and it complicated things but I love the look of them they were awesome yeah it it was it was an interesting uh, debate fish um, I wish you could have been here yeah. for it you're yeah. you are a balancer we figured out that you balance us out by the way I'm, I'm General Mountain Time. Uh, Morgan from Montana. We realize that you're here because otherwise it just turns into somebody's getting ganged up on. I got ganged up on in Disney Plus. Josh is getting ganged up on during Pokemon. If you're not here, somebody's getting ganged up on, and there's no one. There's no one awkwardly sit in the corner and stare at us. It's right. like two guys are jumping somebody, and you don't have the guy sitting awkwardly in the corner. Like, uh, should I do something here, guys? Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm like you the know, cameraman in a gangbang. Somebody, yes. somebody needs to upload it to World Star. It's true. It's true. I was thinking true. Red Tube, but World Star uh, works just as fine. <laughs> no, Fish, we actually figured out. We actually figured out that uh, Morgan didn't have his punching bag, and so he couldn't redirect oh. the flow. So the ganging up that honestly Josh and I usually do, he couldn't redirect the flow to you, and so he had yeah, to heal the full brunt actually... of it. <laughs> You can actually see I don't have a black eye anymore. That permanent black eye that I always have, it's yeah. not there anymore. Hmm. So. It's true. Now we know the real reason why you took the week off. You just wanted some. You wanted a reprieve. I just no. wanted to. I just wanted to heal up that eye and get back well, to my beautiful self now. Fish, <laughs> fish. I will give you permission to take my role. Please feel free to be as rude to Morgan this podcast as you want. I will take the weekend off from being rude to Morgan. All right. It's up to you now. Be as rude as you can. Do it. No, that's not in Fish's nature. That's an opportunity. Fish isn't like you guys, all right? He's on the Shut the fuck up, Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) As you can see, like the new Pokemon game, you can change the nature of your Pokemon. So Fish can change his nature, just Mm. like Pokemon can. I'm going from quiet to sassy. Ooh. <laughs> sassy. <laughs> That's the one you pick on. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, so also I was going to tell you guys, I had some good uh, baby stories from last week. I wanted to thank everyone in the community because I've gotten like a billion kind responses to having, you know, a new baby being a pretty big deal. Um, and not, unlike those other podcasts where you see them take a month off when they have a baby. No, no. Still right here. All right. Can't keep me away. We salute you, General Mountain Time. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah. So, I have some funny stories. Well, I'll save this for the back end of the show because they're a little more personal. But um, I did want to tell you that I did have that. Uh, well, Shay's raising his hand. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> one so thing polite. I did want to say. Uh, one thing I did want to say about this, uh, the baby thing. 
So I wanted to do this, um, I forgot to do it in the intro, at the front of the podcast. Um, our patron and our good friend, uh, Reverend Rock and Roll, he suggested behind the scenes um, when I was streaming last week that all the patrons get together and send in some voice messages uh, congratulating Morgan on his new baby. And so we, I, I told them all on the Patreon this week to flood our email and I would take them all and I would kind of compile them together and I would play them on this week's episode. And I forgot to let Josh know, like a dumbass, that we would be getting all these emails. I knew I was spacing something. I forgot it. So that's what I forgot. And incidentally, he goes into our email and he's like, why are all these all these people sending these voice messages, of course? And he's like, oh, that's really nice. So I'll forward them to Morgan, which happened to be him doing that while I was asleep. So I woke up and I was I was groggy and I read my phone. And I'm like, no, I, I, I started screaming at like five in the morning in my apartment. I'm like, no, screaming. <laughs> I felt so bad because it was such an awesome suggestion um, by the Rev. And I it's totally... okay. It's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the yeah. thought that counts. Yeah. It was funny just because I got them out of context. I was like, this is very weird and sweet, but awesome. I was just kind of re- listening to him in the hospital. And I was like, all right, that's it. I, I don't, somebody must have organized this. That's cool. But yeah, it was, it was funny. Um, it, I could tell me, something was a me little, and the uh, Rev, you're good. You're good buddies. The Rev. Yeah. The Rev is, he hooked me up with uh, his old uh, PlayStation Pro, which I've been using a lot for Death Stranding and mwah, it looks magnifico. Um, so the Rev the, is, yeah. The Rev is one of the best dudes in the world. It's true. I mean, he's the Reverend and we all know that. Spread of rock word. and roll, goddamn it! <laughs> spread, spread in the he's spreading the word of the rock, the gospel, Reverend Metal Rock. Um. Anyways, so I'll save some of those toward the back end of the show. I will say I did have a that was my uh, joke tweet of the week was I literally was like carrying because I was an idiot, right? And I you have to carry all these bags back to the car, and I'm like, oh, like any typical man, I'm like I can carry all seven of these bags from the hospital back to my car in the snow and this baby. And I was basically pulling a Norman Reedus with a baby carrying like bags around my neck, bags around my arms, tromping. Cause my poor wife, she couldn't help me because she had just had her C-section and, uh, she was in a whole lot of pain, which ugh, C-sections are brutal. Um, so yeah, I lived my own, I lived my own death stranding in a, in a way, and it was great. Speaking of which, if you guys noticed this on camera, for the first time, I teased this in the intro, I am drinking one of these. Of course, there you go. Josh, finally, Josh and Shay's not, you know, nobody cares about me. Uh, Eventually, care, one of these weeks, we're going to convince you to untick that blur my background box. No, I can't do that. Oh, yeah, I have, the, I have that strategy guide. You don't want to see what's back there. Yeah, um, we don't want to see Morgan's hair. I just, I like seeing him bald like that. Yeah, oh, I look bald? Oh. Yes. yes. No, no, this it thing has been blurring out your, out your hair for the last, however yeah, long no. you've been using this computer, I messaged six that months to you last so. week. Yeah. yeah. It just uh, it blurs that all to... your hair out. It looks great, yep. Morgan. Don't I mean, don't you should just, at this point, just shave it all off. And yeah. keep the beard, of course. Yes. Do it. Dude, you would look awesome. Oh, fuck I joked yeah. about that with my wife, but she was not, not really feeling it. So, oh. um, gotta make the wife happy. Just try it one happy. time. See how she's, the wife she's happy got life. Your balls. 
Happy wife, happy life. Parents. Have you ever heard you that You just phrase? gave her the most beautiful gift of life. That's not true. She <laughs> gave it to you. I'm just kidding. I can't yeah, even say that. No, no, she gave it to you. almost stepped into a... <laughs> Um, in a nice bucket of syrup. I was just going to say, no, but I did the thing. I drank, I saved it. I drank a monster for the first time in my life, the generic ass monster, because of all that fucking product placement. And it actually, I kind of like it. It tastes good. You know what? It tastes green. I don't know how to explain it. It actually it does green. taste green like to me. Green mm. as in good or like green as in just ah, like the old the green color flavor? Green. The color. It's the green flavor, fish. Yeah, it's okay. weird. Like you drink mm. it and you're like, yeah, it tastes like it's the color green, you know? Mm, it's like it's I like can't when you behind that more. It's like when your parents wanted to give you a Gatorade. Like you're like at the grocery store with your parents, and they're like, they're you're walking by the the liquid produce aisle, whatever you want to fucking call it, the drink aisle, and then you're like, I want a Gatorade, and your parents are like, fine, what flavor? Green. And your parents are thinking in their head, you stupid fucking kid. There's no such thing as a green flavor. <laughs> well, dude, that's it's a what green Michael color. Does when he you talks about fucking Gatorade, idiot. Yeah. What flavor do you want? Green? No, I'm just saying like the because it's hard to describe the flavor of an energy drink. It doesn't have a distinct like if you look at the monster can, it's just it's just green with the word energy. It doesn't have like a distinct flavor. You know what I mean? Like written all over it. So yeah, it just tastes green. And I kinda like it. Yeah. But uh That's the original. I'll never that's drink where it. Again. All started at. Green. Bad for you. Green. I can't I can't drink this shit. Man, my anxiety the first day I drank it was off the charts. It was like I was fucking hopped up, man. I was like, man, but how soon till Kojima gets sued because some kid drinks four of those in a row because he saw Norman Reedus do it in a video game? That's what I want. How many of these would you have to drink for like cardiac arrest? That's what I want to know because I feel like there are, there are lots of studies much. out there actually that talk about that. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. should look it up. Yeah. Plenty of YouTube Same. videos where people are talk about how they almost died drinking Monster Energy drinks. All day long. I, it has the dosage on yeah. the can, so you could calculate it fairly quickly. That's true, too. Yeah. Are you talking about just the pure caffeine? Caffeine, yeah. Because it's lethal okay. above a certain level. So all you need to do well, is yeah. find out what that level is. Granted, you don't have to get to that level for it to kill you. Because, like you said, you, it can mess up the rest of your body before then. But at that point, you just die regardless of everything else. So, Yeah. Anyways, on that note, very grim note, uh, Norman Reedus never, he, well, he doesn't mind, he's a repatriate, so he can drink all the monster energy drink he wants. I want to know if Kojima's drinking fucking monster. I couldn't find one image of Kojima putting that shit in his mouth, you know? Like, <laughs> I just, I love the idea I that Kojima's he's just. He's 50 years old. He doesn't need that shit in his body. Like, that would probably wreck him. Probably. I just like the idea that, it, you know promoting something he would never actually drink himself but uh we, we have a fun show today um as you can tell it's kind of loose today because fish is back um shit's loose all right it's wild and the to- topic is good we're talking pokemon so everyone's getting wild um and i think it's be interesting even for people who are not super into pokemon because it sort of deals with like these few phenomenons that we've had in in our lifetime so to speak um but at its core i think it's interesting because there are kids who growing up today in Pokemon is like a new uh, phenomenon for them. And it's just sort of transcended generations, which a lot of people I think were very surprised by. I remember even visiting my family down in Florida many years ago. And like my eight year old cousin, this was like gen three Pokemon. My eight year old cousin was like playing Pokemon and collecting cards. And I'm like, man, 
This is crazy. It got him too. And it's like so it's like so many generations separated from when I was a kid and when it was like a, you know, Pokemon was everywhere. So I think this will be a lot of fun. And I got some comments I want to read to kind of ping pong off you guys. So, um, and I have a, I have a theory, a theory, if you will. So let's get right to it. All right. So, so usually as we kind of talk about this, I, I'm going to ping these comments around, but just jump in like a piranha. There's something you want to say, of course. Um, we'll just go with the flow that way. So. All right, with the first one I like here, it says, The Mighty Midget left this reply. By the way, every Thursday, I try to do the question of the week on the at Swordchomp Instagram. So if you follow us and you reply to the story, we might read your reply on the podcast because we want to have a dialogue with you. Probably. It was a new premise. It's not something uh, that um, used trends, political ongoings, or anything else that was current event related to the structure and create the game game free created something new and expanded upon it with each iteration which in my opinion is where most developers fail the franchise pokemon is successful and has overcome the trend of fading into obscurity um because of that and uh just in time miwami said it sometimes somewhere some crazy person is answering this question with a conspiracy theory that pokemon was created and is still down to perf- <laughs> to the perfect thing to brainwash kids and the soldiers for the Japanese government. Oh shit, that's a South Park episode. I didn't know that actually. Interesting. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was a holy. Was there? Can you guys think of? I couldn't think of any. I mean, Shay, you really love that uh, Dragon Quest Monsters game, but that had to have come out after Pokemon for sure. I would think. Um, yeah, the, yeah, a lot of a lot of those games came after Pokemon because Pokemon did something. That I think a lot of people didn't really know that they wanted from a video game, which is to be able to take care of a pet and there to be more than just you taking care of it. Like for the, to go further, to be some kind of objective, you know, like with like, remember back in the day when we had like Tamagotchis and Neo, like Neopets were little, like when we were in high school and after, but uh, yeah. those kind of things, like having a digital pet when you couldn't afford a real pet was, I think something that a lot of families faced, you know, there are some people who just couldn't afford a pet or some locations like you're renting a place and they don't allow pets. Okay. Well, what's the next best thing? Having a digital pet, something you can take care of. And I think with Pokemon, that was the first to my knowledge. I'm sure there probably is something that was the predecessor or something. I can't think of anything, but um, Pokemon was the first mainstream one uh, that allowed you to have this digital pet and gave you an objective with those pets. And I think that was a really cool idea. And it wasn't just that because then you had the TV show coming out and then you had the card game and it just had this perfect whirlwind um, all happen at once. Yeah. Yeah, the whirlwind is part of it. Um. Daniel of DC said, Tim Rogers did a great breakdown behind this. I believe is that Kotaku? Um, the major factors to the game's longevity are its confidence boosting effects as an incredibly easy game, and Nintendo selling two versions per release create a feeling of attachment in the players, but there are other reasons due to the game's marketability. Now, there is some truth to that, and I did watch that video, and I did very much enjoy it, uh, Daniel. But I think that's just sort of looking at like the 
I think that's a very easy way to just look at the marketing side of it or like the it almost sounds a little cynical to be like oh there's two versions of every game and it's really easy and they say a bunch of encouraging things in the game and I sure I think there is some truth to that because who knows we're kind of speculating but I I think that does some of the game a little bit of a disservice um that I feel like that's what someone who maybe had never played Pokemon their whole life and then played it as an adult might look at it and say oh well I think this is what's going on um but I don't want to give too much away. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But how do you how do you guys feel about that fish? I mean, w- we could probably start from the, what was your very first memory of Pokemon as a kid? Oh, um, that that's easy. I actually it was a kid in my class. He mm-hmm. drew a picture of a Charmander, and I was I I and he he's a great artist too. And this was in back in like the sixth grade, I believe. And I forgot forget this kid's name, but. After he drew that, and, like, I just asked him, like, what is that? He told me about Pokemon, and, like, it sounded like the most interesting thing to me. Um, then he just told me about the TV show that was going on, like, the... And <clears throat> eventually, like, I finally got the game, but, like, like just seeing Charmander drawn, like, in this, like, weird, like, anime-ish, but, like, cartoony, cool monster way, like, inspired me to want to, like start i actually started drawing my own little pokemon which was weird um like i drew but they were they were far more demented this this is goes to show how (laughs) demented of a kid i was like i drew like an alien like lifting its leg up and he didn't have any genitalia but he was essentially acting like he was peeing and i called him territorial which is weird (laughs) i know this is fucking weird It's very weird. Okay, so, but I, I created. So you, this was like the original fake mon. This yeah, is what they were exactly. Like I was already making uh, my off-brand Pokemon, but with it was jokes. Okay, pretty much yes. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, seeing Charmander, then eventually watching the show, um, going from the show to actually playing Pokemon Red, um, and then I must have played through. I played through Red three times at least because I wanted to start with each starter. Um. Maybe four times, because then after I started with all three, I was like, okay, now who's my favorite favorite? And of course, went through it again. Um, That's crazy. So like, you didn't even see anything on the game or the show. You saw a picture that someone drew, yes. and it was that iconic that you were like, I need to know what this is. Yeah, yeah, as a kid. Um, and like hearing my, hearing my friends talk about it, like they, they all just started chiming in whenever I questioned him about what he was drawing, and they started talking about this show emphatically, and I was just like, wow, I really need to get into on this. So, um, yeah, it, it just started by word of mouth from um, my, friends, my friends in my class, and um, now here I am as a you know, 33-year-old um father still playing pokemon seeing my daughter play pokemon like it's just a wild thing that's like it's almost like a constant comfort thing for me at this point i'm granted like last generation i probably fell off the hardest in it on that game and i don't know why but this this game i i seem to be enjoying it quite a bit more i don't know it it might be just you know where i'm at in my life or whatnot but um well, well, slow down. Slow down. You're, yeah, you're taking I'm, me off the train tracks already. Typical fish. Um, <laughs> but thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for your uh, peeing, your genitalialis urinating fake mom. I appreciate. He's, a, he's appreciate. an alien. Fish, go back. Fish, this is your chance. Remember, I told you. Change <laughs> your nature. No, fuck you, Morgan. I'm going way off tracks here. 
Yeah, it rings hollow. I hear the hollowness. <laughs> uh, Josh, what was your earliest Pokemon memory? Like, what was the earliest member? Did you, you played Red and Blue? I assume as a kid, right? Yeah, I played. Uh... And what version did I have? Blue, I think. I oh, can't remember. Okay. Made the right choice. I can't remember. Can't remember. Okay. I I can't remember at all. I may have had both of them, but um, yeah, I played the played the original when it came out. Was it something you'd heard from like a friend, the TV show? Do you remember like how was your how did you become how did Pokemon become a thing in your in your world, so to speak? You know, Uh, like I remember I saw it in a magazine. Fish said he saw it. Uh, Josh just said a branch fell on his roof. We didn't hear it. I didn't. Did hear you it. not? It was sounded really no. loud to me. Maybe not a. Uh, must have been off to the side of the mic, so it didn't get picked up. Anyway. Um. So yeah, like, do you remember? Was there an exciting story there? Or no, you just didn't remember. At some point, you had Pokemon. Um. How did it become conscious? How did it enter your consciousness? I. Uh, I don't know. I think probably through the card game, um, from people. Playing oh. the card game and having the cards at school because they wouldn't have been allowed to uh, to take gaming systems back then because yeah. electronics were super taboo until more recently for you youngins who are allowed to have your phones at school and whatnot. Wait, um, th- that may be true, but, Josh, but I'm pretty sure you could sneak them in though. Couldn't you, you could, sneak them but... through your backpack? Oh, oh well, actually, you would risk. You know, get them taken away. Losing it until the yeah. end of the school year. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Damn, teachers have so much fucking power over students. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Just like, oh, you they want did. your Game Boy back? Not anymore. Wait until the Not end of the school anymore. year. <laughs> Man, all the... all the, I, This is completely tangential, but all the videos I see of children just, like, talking back to their teachers and hitting their teachers and shit, and the teachers can't do anything... Just, man, I would not want to be a teacher in America right now. Yeah. It just looks horrific. Yep. Um, man, yeah, now you really sidetracked me for good. Yes, uh, yes, the the card game. Man, funny story, though. I mean, well, it's not funny. I We do things as a kids we're not proud of. I can tell you that me and Fish probably swiped many Pokemon cards in our day. Some of the hapless kids in the playground. I look back Ooh. on like eighth, eighth grade Morgan. I'm disgusted I, with. That I might have helped you, Morgan, but I don't think I actually no, stole sure any. Did. Fit, yeah, well, you know that's. <laughs> I distracted that one. He was the getaway driver. He was. <laughs> I, Get I, in the I, wagon. <laughs> Get in the red radio flyer. Did you want, like, because somebody who was, like, just jumping in the fad would buy a couple packs and they'd get that one hollow foil that you really wanted, and you're like, and then you'd, there was, like, a whole operation to it. You know, you wear, like, a long sweater, you'd look through their book, kind of pull it out when they weren't looking, slip it down into your, your sweater sleeve. It was, like, a whole, dude, it was nasty. I had, I must have hung out with some bad kids. I'm sorry. I must have. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, not saying you, you must have hung out with some bad kids. kids. Fish. <laughs> this was my accomplice he would just step up and pull open the six pack and lift up his shirt a little and all the kids were like damn what is that? I've never seen one of those before and then I'm just like <laughs> pocket a couple of cards you know Morgan would have um, his fingers on every single page of the binder that he's, that he's eyeing the special rare hollow on and just quickly flip mm-hmm. it open and just pull them all quick out it was uh it was it was very predatory the, the way we were jacking Pokemon cards. It was pretty disgusting. But 
Um, oddly enough, I have good memories of those days. <laughs> That's where me and Fish you know, became good friends yeah. on the black market. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story myself because I, I had a slightly similar situation. So I used to like. I used to collect the cards, and I'm pretty sure that's how I was introduced to, because my friends were all getting into it, and that led me to get into the game, uh, which I got Pokemon Blue. And I I started getting so into the card game that I would go and play, like, semi-competitively. And what I don't mean, like, I was professional or anything like that. It just meant, like, I would go to tournaments and stuff. And they had these tournaments at Hastings, like, in Great Falls, back back in the really old location. Not the the newer location they had, but the old one. So, like, it would be back by, like, the CD section. And you were just kind of stuffed in this little corner. And I remember I was playing. And I think it was, like, my second or third time ever playing. This kid was just being a fucking dick. And, like, this is how, like, like, card games go. There are some people who are really nice and want to get people into it and just meet people and have fun. And then there are just people who are fucking rude for no reason. It was the same with Magic the Gathering when I used to play for all the years that I played as well. And so this kid's just being a fucking dick. And then he beats my ass, and then he's like, hey, yeah, you suck, or something like that. He said something rude. So he left his cards to go to the bathroom. My ass went over to the cards that he left there, and I totally took his hollow foil Moltres. Because that was, you know, mm. worth a fair bit. And it was a pretty rare card. And I was like, fuck you, kid. And I took his card. And then I went home. And I never went back to play again. And that was, wow. that was my idea of like, you know what? That'll teach him. That'll teach that kid to not be a rude piece of shit <laughs> at Pokemon tournaments. Little did I realize years later, that's not how things work. But... Again, yeah. we were all, yeah. the moral of the story is we were all scared. <sighs> You're the reason he beats his children. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 the fucking, the fucking hollow Moltres should have been mine. Yeah. Uh, I took that too anyway. far. I'm sorry. Anyways, the, the thing that you need to know is that we were scum children, but we are no longer scum anymore. Uh, also, in hey, short story, a- he was 28 years old. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, it was two years ago. God damn it. It was in Japan. No, to be fair, Josh said he beats his children, but he didn't say they were like 10 years old. They could be adult children at this point. They could be like late teenagers. He beats his grown children. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I just remember that. It's just, a, there's a lot of funny things I remember from the phenomenon because there were not the cards and stuff like that. Um, without getting sidetracked too much. It was just a really interesting time to live in. I'll say that as someone who's around as a kid during the Pokemon phenomenon, it was a very cool and time to like just be a kid oh and all that shit was swirling oh. nerdy ass kids, yeah it, it seemed like as a kid like that was the biggest thing like I, I could i'm pretty sure like there was kids in my class that didn't know what pokemon were but it seemed like at least the people that i talked to were like mm. heavy into pokemon yeah so well it, nobody it, that was having it, sex anybody that was having sex wasn't really into pokemon right but for us right. we we, we're not having sex anytime soon. Uh, there was Pokemon. Yeah. Um, although, then again, I don't like to think of like, man, there was. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. Let's just say there was there was some crazy shit going on. In, was it like ninth I, grade yeah. or something? I don't under. I don't understand why does every story devolve into sex with you? 
Like literally <laughs> everything. Were you like nine years old when this game came out? No, 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 no. Red and blue, we would have been... 11, 12. No, it was middle school. I met you in eighth grade. It came out, it came out in 95. Seventh I was grade. six years old. You guys no, are three no, years I older just told than you me. Here. Was, you guys would have been nine. The game... You guys would have been nine. Was, it was like 1999. It was, it, uh, yeah, it didn't make it to the US until later. Yeah, uh, it was like okay, 98 whenever fair. it came yeah. out. No, I, I told you guys, it's the beginning of the goddamn show. It was released in America in September of 1996. September. Okay. Then I was right. So no. it was like two years old whenever I got into it then. It was, Wait a second. Yeah, me too. Why did we get into it so late? It was yeah, 98. Weird. It, 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 was, it, it was probably it so 90, late. 91. 91. Oh no, now we're debating the date it came out. Okay, right. 87. Oh, fuck. No, Josh is right. Josh is right. I was wrong. Yeah, like I got delayed for a while, which is why all those articles were talking about it being a Japanese fad when it finally came to America. Now I feel like a jackass. 1933. You are a jackass. 1933. <laughs> Josh is right. Yes, I'm a jackass. That's what, so, so what's, the correct, what's the correct That's what led us that out of the out? Great Depression. <laughs> September t- <laughs> September twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight. Which means okay. you probably got it for Christmas that year. So And we would have met in middle school around that time. Yeah. Good God. If there was all the popular kids in our, our grade fish were fucking they were fucking way too early. I'm worried about society. Cause I pretty swear anyway, that's a topic for another day. Because I know kids above us, the popular kids were fucking. I know they were. I'm pretty sure there's that's a topic for no days. <laughs> Because I'm definitely not going to be having that discussion ever. Not for this podcast, at least. I, yeah, no, I, I not for any fucking podcast. If anyone's uh, tuning in, oh, that's true. To hear people talk yes. about that elementary day, school popularity yes. levels, yeah. okay. you got some Josh fucking is, issues. It's weird. I just got an email from Josh. He's calling in for a sick day. Mm-hmm. Fish is starting. Sorry, sorry. That, that was that was Fish's old one. Josh has said he's quitting the podcast because he can't <laughs> handle this shit anymore. He's, uh, yeah, he's resigning. <laughs> um, Ashley Arduff said, I just think Pokemon is a pure fun experience. You have all the elements, exploring, comedy, fighting, growing with your Pokemon, challenges to overcome. What is not to like? Yeah, what is not to like? I'll tell you what. One funny thing they mentioned that EGM review is like some of the stuff I didn't remember, like to make the captain feel better on in the first Pokemon game on that ship, you give him a back massage. Which is kind of creepy. There's a kid giving a a captain of this boat a back massage to make him feel better. Um, but there's a lot of like funny sort of things like that that you don't want to look too far into. Um, Kilted Gamer said it's beyond fat or niche. It's a gaming culture in and of itself. But yes, but how did it become that way? How did it become? Uh, we're getting closer, I think, to the heart of it. But no one has said those exact words that I was hoping to hear just yet. Um, let's see. The Ted F said it's one of the most uh, the easiest role playing games to pick up and learn. Also, being on handhelds helps reach new kids every couple years on the Game Boy Advance, uh, Game Boy DS, and now the Switch. Now that is there's something to that, right? The portability. Every kid's getting that new handheld system. It's it's very accessible for them. Um, how how do you guys feel like that? Do you do you like yeah. Shay Shay made a good point at the beginning, and I do think that's a big part of it. With a phenomenon, you have to have a perfect storm, right? Even if the core ideas there you have to have a lot of things that go right the tamagotchi phase that was just sort of ending but people were really high on those little digital pets that he was talking about and then this game came out right before the game boy color 
but right at the perfect time, or the Game Boy was still an okay thing, and um, 1998 was like a, a perfect storm for it, with the TV show and the trading cards dropping around it to feed the frenzy. Um, so there's a lot of stuff. You guys are just staring at me, so I'm gonna go to the next comment here. No, no, it's interesting. I yeah, was looking at just the Tamagotchi release date because I couldn't even remember when the original ones were released. But yeah, you're right. They um they came out between '96 and '98, which was about the time that Pokemon um was being released here in the U.S. or there in the U.S. I should say. I'm in Japan, but. Uh, yeah, it was it was released around that time, and yeah, it, it was coming off that, and I think people realized, oh, we do want some kind of digital pet, you know, something that is maybe a step down of responsibility and care that an actual pet would be, and um, that yeah, it worked out, and like I said before, having an objective really, really goes a long way. So you know, it appealed to people who like collecting things. And you don't, I mean, you're, it's a one-time cost, really, if you think about it. It's like, okay, I'm going to spend 40 to $60 to play this game, and then I'm going to collect 150, 151 Pokemon. I don't have, like, it's not a recurring cost or anything like that. Like, if I collect old-school lunchboxes, I have to buy every lunchbox. Or if I collect stamps, you know, like, those kind of things. When, you, when you're collecting things, video games, as people very mm. well know with that, it costs a ton of money. So when you're collecting Pokemon, it's like a one-time fee kind of thing, and then you get you get this digital pet added um, feature added along yeah, to it. Well. You get to stare at Misty's nice hiney, which was the nice addition to it. Just <laughs> kidding. Sorry. Let that sink in. For I a just wanted longer. to break you, Josh. I did it. It's rare. Uh, you you did have to pay for a, a new four double A's like every other day, though. So. That's true. Every day. That's true. Yeah. I forgot um, about that. That's true. God damn it. <laughs> all those damn batteries. All there are holes in this ship. <laughs> that is my theory. There are holes Dude, in this ship. Although it was late in the Game Boy cycle, so you probably would have yeah. played it on a color, uh, even though it wasn't a Dude, color game, and, and only uh, had to have two new double A's every couple days. I got mine with right. my color on my birthday, which would have been 1999, and uh, thank God, because I remember playing, I would go to friends' houses who had the, the regular Game Boys, and I couldn't even see their screen. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Those Game Boy screens were impossible to fucking see anything on. Um, that, was, that was part of yeah. my childhood, Morgan. How yeah, dare you talk I bad know. about them? Dude, I had this memory of this kid in like seventh grade who had a level 54 Pidgey and he was the weirdest kid in class. I remember being so jealous that he had Pokemon, but that he was such a weirdo because he refused to evolve his Pidgey and he would never shut up about his Pidgey because he loved his Pidgey so much. And I was like, this fucking weirdo. I hate this kid so much. I would think about him all the time. I'd be eating my lunch like this fucking weirdo won't evolve his fucking Pidgey. And then one day I was like, you know what? That's kind of cool in a weird way that you could just love that Pidgey and never evolve it. And that's kind of beautiful, but fuck that guy. And I don't know why, but you just stirred up that weird emotion yeah. that I have. Wow, about a, this guy with the level—that's a—that's a really yeah, hope you don't beat your tough kids stance that on that. Considering no one has ever evolved a Pikachu, None, no one well, in, well, in the history of the I, game has ever evolved a Pikachu. Yeah. I did. Did you? I like. And then you I regretted like Raichu, it. And I don't. How, care how was the best Pokemon like. turn into the worst Pokemon? Like that is literally the worst evolution in the game, from Pikachu Raichu? to Raichu. No, they're worse, Josh. I mean, worse as in statistics or worse looking? Worse as in overall package. 
you start out with Pikachu, <clears throat> and then you get the monstrosity that is Raichu. How for all your how is the face of your fran- yeah. How is your f- the face of your franchise a pre-evolution? See, like, there's no way the the evolution could ever live up to that. Well, mm-hmm. actually, its pre-evolution would be Pichu, but and even P- Pichu is I'm good. I'm talking about the right? pre-evolution. You got to a good Raichu. Pokemon. The reason they I made know. Pichu is so you could have a Pikachu <clears throat> that evolves into a Pikachu. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They wanted to make it cuter, but, and Pichu caught on, but not the same. Yeah. Look, I don't, I don't disagree with you guys. I'm not like the biggest <laughs> Raichu guy. I think it should have had one more form. I'm just saying, I like the Raichu. Am I the only person that liked the Raichu? Fish, wow. fish uh, go in, go in. This is the time. <laughs> right now, fish, this is the time. You're a fucking weirdo, Morgan. You know that kid that you just called a fucking weirdo for not wanting his Pidgey? You're that fucking kid now. What if I told you, Fish? <laughs> I love this. This is my favorite. <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite. Fish, what if I told you that, Josh, just to be a, have a counterpoint here, Raichu does actually have a really good speed stat and a solid attack stat, and Alolan Raichu, which is even uglier, is part fairy type. Um, but yeah, I just wish they had done something cooler with it. There's so many cool ways that Pikachu could have gone. Um, and yeah, you're right, because it's the mascot of Pokemon, which I don't even know if they knew that was going to happen. Um, and, and the weird thing is, this is the, the lore of Fat Pikachu is fascinating to me, right? Because <laughs> Fat Pikachu, if you look at the original sprite of Pikachu, it looks different than the Pikachu in the cartoon. They, they sort of slimmed it down to make it cuter, right? But I think Fat Pikachu is still very cute in its own way. Um, and they actually brought it back to make this full circle in the new game. The guy get, you can do a Gigantamax form of Pikachu and it's fat Pikachu, um, which is pretty great. Oh yeah. But that fat Pikachu is cute. And I think that had more to do with the rendering of those early sprites. Like if you looked at Blastoise on that Game Boy, he looked fat and like warbled and stuff because they were all pretty square. Like they, they tried to make as much use as they could of the limited space they had. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, they only had like they actually like segmented off like a piece, a square piece of the real estate on that little tiny ass screen to where they could put all their sprites for their their designs on those Pokemon, which you know to their limitations. Like as a kid, like you don't really, you kind of like your imagination kind of fills in the blanks there a little bit, and you don't realize just how horrible they are. You're not as critical about them as a yeah, kid. yeah. Well, it's also relative to technology at the time, so... Right. Yeah. I don't remember thinking they looked that bad, but I do remember thinking it looked different. I was like, oh, the Blastoise in the box looked much cooler, but I'll, I, I like it, I guess. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to stare at its back anyway for, for the whole game, but right. you know, I'll stare at its thrusters. No, but it's a true story. One of the things I fell in love with... <laughs> Starting his thrusters? years-long addiction to staring at thrusters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop staring at his pumps. Um, you know it's that's what they'd be called, right? His uh, cannons. Staring at his cannons. No, they called his hydro pumpers. <laughs> nobody, nobody called those hydro pumpers. That's Except- weird. When I was a kid, I called them water jizzers. Water jizzlers. <laughs> I like it. Walking, walking around in elementary school. Guys, I really love Blastoise's water jizzers. I mean, who didn't say that? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say that. Um, I mean, you I didn't somebody... say that? 
No. Is this just me? No. You're the only one. And all of so your, weird. And all That's your so weird. Fellow students wondering well, who's this guy yelling water jizzlers. Jizzler? Um, Jizzler? Why do I say jizzler? Water jizzlers. Jizzlers. That sounds like a, a candy made out of dried semen. Jizzlers. Uh, that's a, I was going to say a licorice. <laughs> licorice. And in the middle. Gum licorice. <laughs> it's like a white strand. Uh, it's uh, a strand candy. I was actually, I was actually thinking They're of the stranding. restaurant. I was thinking of the we restaurant the called Sizzlers. Oh, uh, Sizzlers. Yeah. I never saw one of those until I went to California. Yeah. Apparently they're like a thing. Yeah. They're like they're kind of like a cheap ass uh steakhouse. Like a real cheap yeah. steakhouse. Yeah. yeah. I think I only ate there once as a kid. Okay. Anyway, diverted. Uh one thing I was this is true. One thing that really peaked, and this is I think interesting to mention from the concept of the game a little bit, but it's just a true story. When I was a kid, I got I went through the, you know that first forest in the original Pokemon game where you catch all those bug Pokemon, there's all those bug trainers. I went through that thing like three times, just catching Pokemon and battling or whatever. And then my friend was like, dude, there's a Pikachu in there. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? So I went back in there and I must have ran around in there for like 45 minutes before I ran into a Pikachu. And it was like the coolest thing. I was like, <gasps> there's weird. Like I, as a young kid, the idea of something spawning rare, that was the first time that my brain had could wrap its head around that and i was like oh that's a cool idea that you could run around in this area and only see this thing on very rare occasions and it makes it feel special and they actually made the pikachu feel very special because even though he became the mascot in the original game he was a very rare pokemon that you could find early and he wasn't like pumped up at all it wasn't until like pokemon yellow came out where they ran with the whole mascot thing but him becoming a phenomenon was kind of a flukish thing after the games took off. You know what I mean? And maybe flukish isn't the right word, but um, Pikachu is not a doesn't take a prominent role in the very beginning of that game like you think it might, which is interesting. So I was like, man, that's cool. And then this little fat Pikachu comes hobbling out of the grass, and I just I love that idea that I was in this forest running around in this area, and, and that creature had a very 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 low spawn rate. So end of story. I just thought that's something that makes my brain clit tingle a little bit. <sighs> um, all right, so let's see. We've got a couple more stuff to get here, and then I want to see if you have any theories. Dano322 said, because it's always going to be a baby's first role-playing game, when kids move on to more mature games, there's always a new generation to slide into their place. Uh, maybe there's some truth to that, because it is very friendly, but I don't like to think of it as like, kids grow out of it, and then they just dump it. Like, eh, I'm too old. I'm too good for Pokemon now. Did you guys ever feel like that at any point where you were like, I liked Pokemon as a kid, but look, I'm on to better stuff now. I'm a real gamer. Yep. Um, I did. Yeah. Only on the PS1 because it came out at the same time as all the other PS1 RPGs. So there was a big part of that whenever the first game came out. Um, but then after that, basically, basically not. There, there was a yeah, big, that, yeah. there, there was a lot of that going on in that transition from uh, like the, the end of the PS1, beginning of the PS2 sort of generation. Yes. Yeah, there where, was a lot going where on. We, everything has to be mature and, and really nothing was mature back then, but we were too fucking dumb to know. Um, but yeah, there was, there was, there was a big push for it. So yeah, when I was. After after Gen two, I started being like, eh, you know, I've had enough of these kid games. Had enough of reading this Harry Potter shit. 
And then I like I kind of I went through a phase like that, and then I realized as I got older, you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna play what I want and do what I want, and it's carried into my 30s. That's right. If anyone thinks that Pokemon isn't mature, I hate to tell you, but you're a doo doo head. Yeah, <laughs> you're a real blockhead. You're a real blockhead, Mister. Um, it's, yeah. I, I think what helped me, Josh, is that I didn't get a PlayStation until like nine, late ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So I had like a whole half year to just obsess over Pokemon, and then for some reason in ninety nine, that's when my parents got me the, the yeah. PlayStation. And then it was yeah, and then it was on the Final Fantasy RPGs. Even though I did pick up Pokemon uh, Gold when it came out. And yeah, I did the same thing you guys did. I was like, actually, it's a funny story. When I met Josh, we became good friends and he, we were like, uh, like nerd friends and stuff. And he was telling me about Golden Sun. So I, I wanted to get a Game Boy Advance for Golden Sun. And I just saw a commercial for Pokemon. And I wasn't even excited for it at that point in my life. I was in high school. It was another Pokemon game. I was like, yeah, you know what? Mom, Dad, you're buying this for a birthday present. Could you, if, you, if you see the Pokemon game, just throw that in there too, I guess. And then I remember like opening it up that morning. And, like, just throwing Pokemon in there for shits and giggles and, like, selecting my starter and being like, oh, my God, it's happening again. I'm getting mm-hmm. addicted. Even though there wasn't anything <laughs> really unique about the game. Um, but it had been so long because I had shunned Pokemon. Like, this is for children. I play Metal Gear Solid and Final Fantasy. You know, all this. I play the hard shit now, <laughs> um, which is stupid. Um, uh. That was actually the game, I think, that made me feel like I was the most obsessed with Pokemon because I was at that age. And I got really, the Shinies were a thing at the time. Uh, it was still just Pokemon, but there was so much depth to it. I had my Game Boy Advance everywhere. I used to, man, my parents are really religious and they would take me to church. I used to slip my Game Boy Advance, I'd fold it in half and slide it in my pocket of my, uh, of my uh, church clothes. And I would just like sneak to the bathroom or in the, up, up in the, and just play it wherever I could, man. And he just, I just needed it. It was like crack. Um, <clears throat> anyways. I'm really excited about the show. I have a lot of exciting Pokemon (laughs) stories, man. I did that a lot with my Game Boy Advance as well. Not necessarily Pokemon, which I did do it with Pokemon, but man, I would take that thing everywhere. I I don't know if my parents ever truly knew what I was doing, but I tried to fucking take that thing everywhere. Mm -hmm. I wanted that Advance with me all the time so I could play games. So I feel you. It was great. Game Boy. Did you have the SP one, the the flat one? No, no. My parents got me the Advance one, and then when the SP came out, they're like, "Nah, you already have the Advance." And I was like, "But it folds, and there's a backlight." And they're like, "Eh." The so I didn't get one until I was an adult. To be honest with you, dude, that backlight. Oh my god, I can't imagine life without that backlight, dude. Yeah, yeah, like try. So imagine this: like you're going home. you're going home and it's like a road trip. Like you, you're going to see family and you're, you have to drive like two miles. There are two miles, two hours home. And like, yeah, it's getting dark and you're like trying to catch the little <laughs> last bits of light anywhere. You can find it on your game boy advance. Yeah. And that's um, exact. That was my childhood. Like, God damn it. Can we oh, turn yeah. on the fucking no, overhead? That little, it's the illegal. Little, uh, my parents would always the, be like, it's illegal and it's not illegal, but they just tell you that because they want you to stop <laughs> fucking playing video games. You're like, mm. but Game Boy Link book light is like oh, yeah. was the best thing in the that. world. Yeah. That little clamp light, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, was it the best thing? My- it was a lifesaver, but it was also kind of awful if you think about it. It was just shining harsh light right down on your Game Boy, but yeah, that was a lifesaver. Oh yeah. It's about the, the one that went on the original parents- Game Boy, right? Any of it. Well, the, par- the one the I had just- was like a yeah. 
sorry, bendable I, arm, no, so you, you could can, put it on. Like it was, like it worked oh, on any of them, both. like up till the. Okay. I think up to the Game Boy Advance, but yeah, I think I I think I had the same connection from the Game Boy all the way up to the Game Boy Advance, so it would have worked on all of those. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Sorry, Shay, what were you saying? No, I was just gonna say my parents basically were trying to limit my Game Boy or my uh, gaming play. So they wouldn't buy me those lights and stuff because they knew I'd be up until the wee hours of the morning playing mm, shit I shouldn't have done. parents, so. yeah. Good parents, good parents. Yeah, um, my parents yeah I were, guess. My parents were good. I too, guess. Found a, <laughs> found a way. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's a cool story. I like, I like hearing that stuff. I like the really personal stories about these sort of experiences that we remember. I remember moving when the, the year I met Josh um, and that game was big. It was a summertime game. Uh, I got it on my birthday, which is in May. And then sadly, I remember my dad drove us to, I remember it was in Olive Garden and he was just like, guess what kids? Uh, we're moving again. And I was like, Oh fuck, we just got here. So then I had to say goodbye to everyone and move again. But I remember that game, having Pokemon on that move was life changing for me because I could play anywhere, a hotel, stay at a grandparent's house. Um, any time of day. It was just uh, a lifesaver. Uh, well, I'm going to fly through a couple of these comments and then we can respond to them because there's a bunch, but I want to get to them all and then kind of get a nice summation here because I really want to get to the core of why you guys think this phenomenon has transcended time. I, uh, transcended time. I think it's fun to ping pong off these comments. There's a lot of good stuff here, um, but I, I want to get to the even deeper. Uh, Tony S said, it's an, it's the adventure aspect. You are a young kid going on an adventure to be the best trainer. That sense of adventure speaks to all children um and troy to go said each person has different favorite pokemon you have endless options from the pokemon on your team to the moves they know you get the you get to name them it creates a very personal bond with the franchise um so that's true there's a personality to them uh real quickly just so people have never heard our show don't know this i want everyone here to give uh, me your two favorite pokemon as a quick personality quiz okay right at the top of your head don't dig in anything uh i'll go first blastoise is number one and sharpedo the stumpy shark pokemon is my number two fish two favorite pokemon of all time tyranitar tyranitar <clears throat> and Her- heracross Oh, nice. Okay. Tyranitar, uh, Gen 2, the um, Godzilla-esque dark ground, po- dark rock Pokemon. Yes. And uh, the bug Pokemon, Heracross. Yeah, classic. Gen 2, bug fighting type. Yeah. Says a lot about you. Shay, two favorite Pokemon. Let me guess. Arcanine. See one of them? Uh, it's missing number is number one, and number two is also missing number. <laughs> missing number. That's, yeah, that's a I good like, one. Damn, that was my favorite one. Good no, answer. number one would definitely be Arcanine. You're right, and number two would be Lucario. Oh, getting a humanoid in there. Very nice. Okay. Well, then yeah. you should have fun training up on Smash. Oh, speaking of which, now that Shay has a Switch, we could Smash sometime. A four-way Smash Fest. I am not buying Smash. I well, I mean, not for a while at least. Let's. Oh God. <laughs> no, I'm not going to buy it at all. Ever? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you liked it. My bad. Josh, top two favorite Pokemon of all time. We got Gengar in there. Uh, Gengar number two is tough because there are a lot of there's like really close competition in there. Um, but I think 
Toxapex is probably number two. Toxapex? What is that? It's a water and poison type looking kind of almost octopus, but with like spikes all over them looking thing. From what gen? Oh, what gen was that? It's It's been a while. Toxapex. This, what was that? Sound... Like X and I know... Y, I think it came out in? Maybe maybe before then. Let me Hold see. Hold on, I know all the Pokemon. That doesn't sound familiar. Fish, why is fish laughing over there? I don't know. This sounds like a Josh thing to actually like make up a Pokemon name and see if it can make it. <laughs> just, just see if I can sell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toxapex. Man, I need to stop all this like heavy laughing. What I'm having a good time. But my, my Sun and Moon. It's more recent than I thought. I thought it was older than that. Wow. Tox. Okay, I'm gonna look this up right now. Good God. Toxapex. How do you spell that? T O X A P E X. Oh my god, that thing looks weird. Interesting. So it's like uh, it looks like a tent, but if you climb inside the tent, there's like a monster inside, and it will eat you. Yeah, he's like this, almost like a starfish-looking thing, but like the body is kind of hidden underneath. He's like this really spiky, tanky, tanky-looking dude. So. You, Josh has an affinity for those kind of Pokemon. Like you like Ferrothorn a lot. You like some of those like strange, like almost like. Not wall-esque Pokemon, but um, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, they're almost like little fortresses of sorts. Chansey. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah, going Chansey. up against his Chansey in our tournament. Yeah, Blissey. Blissey. Fucking Blissey. Shay was telling me about nightmares he had about me playing Blissey. And- oh, man. <laughs> Josh will be a hilled grab a Pokemon just to make your life hell. So True. I still think about that shitty-ass Blissey from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's going to be fun. Whenever we get to I know we're too busy till game of the year, but after that, I think our next Pokemon tournament's going to be badass. I really do. It's going to be a good time. Um, and the competitive aspect of it, people have briefly touched on, but I mean, that's huge, right? They said in those original EGM reviews, one of the reviewers, because I didn't read all four of them, one of them was like, this game is like a community. You know, you get together with your friends. I remember Fish hooking up with his link cables. It was one of our friends. I think his name is Steven. Not that that's important to anybody listening. Mm-hmm. But I remember him battling mm-hmm. one of my friends. I did. And we were all crowded around. Yeah. Uh, and you won too, I think, right? I, I think I did, yeah. His, I think. His, his team was ass because he had like a victory <laughs> bell. And like, I forgot what else he had on his team. But I think his victory mm-hmm. bell was like his highest level Pokemon. And I'm pretty sure back then it didn't like normalize the levels of your Pokemon. So I might have been. Yeah, I think no, that's No, I way think more you guys recent. were all. I think you guys were all the same level, but he was trying cutesy stuff. He was like me. He was trying to use like Pokemon that, like me and him are good friends, and he would be like, dude, I found this Pokemon last night, and I just leveled it up. And it was like kind of cool, because you'd be like, Rhyhorn, I've never used a fucking Rhyhorn, I'm just going to level Rhyhorn to level 50, and you're like, man, now I feel this bond with Rhyhorn, and he learns all this shit, and now he's Rhydon, you know, like, mm-hmm. he was one of those kind of people, and Fish was more like, I'm going to use the good Pokemon. And whip your ass with the good. No, yeah. no offense. I'm not saying you're not creative, but Fish was just like, I'm going to make sure I win by using the good Pokemon. Right. Um, <clears throat> which is true because that's that's how I get my ass kicked in all these tournaments. Uh, is because I try to get cute with it. I try to like raise all my little, like, oh, I'm going to make this Pokemon great somehow, and then, uh, and then it comes back to bite me. Not this time. This time. Uh, last two, Most Liko said, I think it's because it gives you all the realms of possibility. It gives you full access to not only creative animals you've never seen, but their stories always seem to be captivating. Aside from Madden 
Being the same game every year with better graphics, Pokemon tries their hardest to upgrade whenever they can take leaps to try new things. Um, yeah, because it's more of a biology, right? They're, uh, they're upgrading the world. They're always... The cool thing about Pokemon is you can imagine it's one giant world, and like this game is set in... What's the name of the region in this game? Galar, right? You yeah. could say Galar is their version of the UK. So you can imagine a world like we live in, and in black and white, that version was supposed to be based on like New York, East Coast kind of America stuff. Um, and anyways, you can fill out this entire world and just imagine it's like a real ecology, a real biology to it, which is interesting <clears throat> in games that you know are more frequent. Although if you think about it, it came out in 1998. It is. It, we are now in. Let's see. So, 98, 2008, 2018, and we are now in 2019 going into 2020. Um, 20 years, basically, right? There's only been eight games, a little over 20 years. You know um, don't do it, Fish. <laughs> don't do it. God, boy, it took you so long to math that out. It actually hurt my I'm, brain so trying plus, to process your brain. Plus 10, it. And, 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 and then another 10. Well, I didn't and want then, to say um, something. What, what, comes, what comes after 10, guys? Is it, is it 11? <laughs> no, that's a character in Stranger Things. Uh, oh, no, you had it, Fish, but that joke at the end there. No, no, that works because we were talking Be about Stranger Things earlier. Come on. He was circling yeah. it back around. It made perfect sense. Yeah. No, I, yeah. You true. just missed Shay the joke. Would, Shay would definitely get Disney Plus. If, I'm going to put a poll up. Would Shay get Disney Plus if it had Stranger Things? Yes or no? Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like they're going to. Well, guys, you convinced me. You convinced me that my brain works differently than what I thought it worked like. Uh, just, Shay, I just want you to be honest with me, man. That's all I want. I want pure honesty. Okay, you want the truth? You want the honest to God truth? Yes. If Stranger Things was put on Netflix, I absolutely would not get it. You're right. I was honest the first time. I would not get Disney Plus if Stranger Things was on it. Thank you. Good night. <sighs> anyway, thank you for that comment, Mosler um and like i said the last one the black lotus said it's being based on the hobby of bug collecting i think it's a thing that goes beyond generations there's an inherent need to complete a collection of something no matter what it is cards posters albums etc um you're a dirty liar shay you're a dirty liar <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding you're not a, dirty uh... liar. a very clean liar very hygienic liar um <laughs> it's the most hygienic liar i know <sighs> Manfish, I can't believe this Disney. We're gonna defend the Mandalorian. By the way, my kids love Disney Plus because there's all these amazing Disney movies on it that they yeah. they miss. I like up. how you're defending yes. something that doesn't even sponsor us. It's like you could put that time and energy into somebody that will sponsor us. I just think you're just missing out on some great shows, man. The Mandalorian's a it's a really great show. I think you'd really like it. I'm not a big Star Wars guy, man. Am I? More than me, apparently. I mean, Fish is watching it, and wouldn't his Fish go out of his way to watch anything? Um, well, he... <laughs> I said I wasn't going to meet hey, anybody hey. today. Besides hey. okay. the point. No, actually, I went and saw Frozen 2 with my daughter today, so... Mm-hmm. 
your daughter. For my daughter. Yeah. Everything's your daughter. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I just mean it's an incentive to go see it. How was it, by the way? How was Frozen 2? It's good. I liked it. Hmm. I, I almost cried in at least three or four times, which is a good thing. It's my if, if I say that, that means it's emotionally... It's a, there's some emotional parts in that movie that are just really great. How 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 many times did you cry during the first Frozen? Zero. So wow, I wow. so I think mm. the, I think the second one's actually better. The music, <clears throat> I'll say this: the musicals, not as catchy as in the first one, but they're different enough that. Okay, there's this part where Kristoff has like this weird like rock ballad, and it's the weirdest fucking thing in the movie. Yeah. But it's also probably the best song in the movie. Oh, uh, um, it's hilarious because it's like they really draw attention to it. It's not just like normal, yeah, musical type thing. Like it has multiple camera angles in the yes. same shot. So there will be like three Kristoffs there yes. like singing harmony with himself. I was actually like, enjoying like that. An, like a music video. Yes. Um, it was, it's, it was... Wow, the Frozen 2 review. Josh yeah. saw it too, apparently. Yeah, it's, it, it was one of the strange... I've not seen something that called that much attention to itself since like Wreck-It Ralph, which had the best musical number of any movie ever with Slaughter Race. Wow. Okay. Um, right. Well, there's your uh, Disney. And that's cool. Yeah. I, w- I was just curious. I mean, I would love to go see it with my kids. I don't have a strong feeling on the first Frozen either way, but my kids, you know, it's comical. I'm not even kidding. That, I'm not even kidding about this. My two-year-old, she cannot sit through one of those movies. The only reason she knows who Elsa and Anna are and Ariel and all these other Disney people are, are from these videos on YouTube of kids playing with toys. It's literally these these girls that have these videos with millions and millions of views, and they're playing with like their Barbies, right? And they're making stupid voices like, rah, 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 like kids do, you know, when you're a kid. And they record it, and I think they're called Come Play With Me or something. They watch those all the time. And she knows who all these characters are, even though she's never seen these Disney movies. It's fucking weird. It's so weird. Okay. I have, you know, I have three girls, so things I think and, about. And that's why you have Disney Plus, Morgan, so you can set them straight and let them know exactly yes. where that all those uh, characters came from. Yeah. We watched The Little Mermaid yeah. the other day. Good. Yeah. Good. Just, just, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I was going to say something about Ariel. It's not appropriate. <laughs> um, He's going to make thing about more comments about children and exactly when you were in eighth grade there was jockey eighth graders that were banging jockey other eighth graders all right what me and fish remember it time (laughs) how many jockeys did you have at your school (laughs) just jockeys banging just riding around yeah just yeah yeah. poor malnourished things (laughs) they're really tiny yeah really horse jockeys disc jockeys all sorts of jockeys. I'm telling you, I know it sounds weird now, but when you're in eighth grade and there's like the, you know, there's people experimenting at age that are like better with the opposite sex than you, like the football players and the cheerleaders and stuff. I don't know. I know it. I heard things. I knew it's, them. It's, 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 time, it's time to move past middle and high school, Morgan. Mm. We're in our 30s I'm, now. It's, it's, it's time to let those the things story. go. We- <laughs> <laughs> Me and Fish can't ever let it go. Let it go. Let it go. 
Yes! Yes! There we go. Oh, no. That assist was set up perfectly. (laughs) It worked. Yeah, that was. He slam dunked it home. Uh, I sound like an old man. He slam dunked it home. We are old. Oh, God. Oh, so let's. Hmm. Let me regain myself. Fish, do you think us connecting our Digimons publicly had anything to do with us not being great with the opposite sex in middle school? That sounds like a (laughs) symptom to me. We we touched our Digimons. (laughs) (laughs) It had to have been a very awkward thing to see two kids just like roll up to each other. Push their thumb, push their fingers together. Some small, small device connecting between them, and then just quickly tear away from each other and run to their own corner and just like do this weird, like ritualistic, like button mash on there and hope that their Pokemon do- or Digimon doesn't die. I'm pretty sure that yeah, yeah. For all you Digimon kids out there, all one percenters of you. We got your back. But no, I think that the Black Lotus, actually, I didn't even, I hadn't even read that beforehand, and so I just pulled it up, and that's literally the last comment I was going to read, and it's almost a perfect segue to what I was going to talk to you guys about as sort of a close here. And if you guys have anything to say, feel free. I'm not trying to um, sling my tiny wanker all over this. Um, But I, when I was thinking a lot about this discussion and what we were going to, thinking a lot about the Pokemon phenomenon, why it was created, you know, based on the hobby of collecting bugs. They called the creator of the game Mr. Bug. They literally called him that, right? But all these things we've discussed are factors. They're factors, right? The community, the, the card game, like Shay said, it's a perfect storm. The accessibility, they, they're all factors um, in, in this discussion. And goddammit, Fish, you're distracting me! With your sword on the webcam, tiny sword. I'm trying to uh, just mind your own goddamn business and host a damn sword. podcast, Morgan. I came with Sekiro. Yeah. Come on, show some show some decency here. I'm trying to make a closing. Be argument. a good host and fucking do your job already, Morgan. Jeez, we <laughs> <laughs> get <getting> distracted. <laughs> Uh, Fucking like a five-year-old. This is the greatest podcast I saw a thing. I have to talk about it. <laughs> He's distracting. God today. damn it! I love today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I've never. I'm never going to get that image out of my mind of his face as he was doing the voice. His, his <laughs> mimic face was the best thing I've seen all year. Oh, you guys do. You guys don't get to see fish unleashed as, as unleashed as much. So I'm happy. I'm oh, happy. fuck. Yeah. Um, you got, you got shade. You got shade. I think there. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, proud of me here. This is, this is the uh saying anymore. This God is my favorite it. podcast of the year so far. Oh, oh my god. That's great cuz it came at the end of the year. Um <laughs> Uh god damn it. Now I don't even know what the fuck is talking about. Okay. We were talking about Pokémon. What I'm trying to say is that all those elements are part of the phenomenon, but I think at its core it transcends because there's a an ageless concept in the game. Not necessarily of just bug collecting. 
but of being a kid walking outside and like catching a lizard and looking at it or a fish or i guess if you did catch that butterfly and you put it in a little jar like it's something that kids can relate to at their core it's like that childlike wonderment of just getting out and uh exploring nature to some degree um and i mean when i was a kid i did the same thing i had little jars that i would collect lizards in and stuff like that i'd like to think we probably all did to some degree yeah. um i wasn't ever you know i wasn't really a bug guy i was never really into bugs but um other creatures for sure um in in Shit. japan when i was growing up this is back before pokemon um Japanese kids loved for some reason you would go to any store just about and you would find like these little plastic cages um that were see-through and yeah with the breathing on the top the, and the yes, little plastic yeah. thing yeah, yeah and yeah. those were made to you can essentially build a little ecosystem for any bugs that you catch so um it was real popular with among my friends to actually get those build a little go out into the wild put you know dirt leaves like branches inside there and then go and catch whatever you could find out there and like sometimes i remember i would we would have nets and i would be climbing up a tree because i would hear this loud ass insect and i was always curious like what the fuck makes that sound until finally i saw exactly what it what made that sound and it was a cicada and that's when i first found out like man there's there's some wild shit out out here in the you know the world that i just don't know in the wild there's some wild <laughs> shit in the wild <laughs> yeah and like it's it's just something that you like it's this sense of discovery of finding something new that you don't know about and like yeah. you want to like learn a little bit more about and like the pokédex in pokemon is probably one of the more interesting things because like it sheds more light on the actual pokemon that you're looking at you know like oh this pokemon looks cool and you read its pokedex entry and like it tells you a bit more like uh, you get a general kind of reference of what it looks like and like that harkens back to like me as a child like whenever i saw a cicada for the first time i was like i was not expecting that to be uh, a little insect that was or not little actually the the cicadas are actually like they're big they're thick. They're thick fuckers. Mm -hmm. They're pretty fuck. They're pretty fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're yeah. They. Thicker it's than interesting. Expected. A lot. A lot of people call. You're right. A lot of children in Japan do collect bugs, and it's because none. Like they're like two deadly bugs in Japan, and that's it. There's like the Japanese uh, hornet, and then there's like one uh, venomous spider, and that's it. Everything else is pretty safe for the most part. But yeah, they, I mean it's. It's definitely a more, I think it's more of a cultural thing here. I remember last year, one time I was riding my bike home after work and there's this, this path I take, it's by this like little, um, man-made river irrigation area. And to, it was like an early out day for my students and I'm going home and there are these two like girls huddled and they're like picking up bugs. And there was my two, two of my students, they were just collecting bugs and I was like, oh, you guys are, you guys are weirdos. I like it. You guys collect things. I like it. Because, like, most of my, like, at that age, most of the students are like, oh, that's childish shit. But they're still out there doing it. And it was cute. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, but it's definitely more of a cultural thing. I think it's more common in Japan. Because, like, in America, when you see, like, your child trying to pick a, bu a bug, you're like, no, 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 don't do that. You don't, you don't know if they're venomous or not. And Well. Well, see, that's why I think maybe it's a little more transcendent than people think, though, because that's that's all true. And that started in Japan. And I, I like that 
what you guys are saying because it adds some actual perspective there as people that have been to Japan. But when I was, you know, 10 years old growing up in Florida, which is basically a, a lawless swampland, I re- it was the same kind of stuff. Like we were, all the kids in the neighborhood had those little bug trays or lizard trays or whatever. And like in my backyard, there was like turtles and lizards and the ocean. And like, it was this, it was exactly what you guys are describing in Japan. So I wonder if that's just transcendent among kids everywhere. Yeah, I you think know? so. And uh, I remember uh, yeah. when I was, uh, I don't know, I had been like, I don't know, like eight or nine, something. One of the summers we went up to uh, the cabin and me and my, all my cousins filled a five gallon bucket up with uh with snakes that we caught um we had little garter snakes and we just kept putting them in this bucket until we had a, a full bucket of garter snakes um wow and then one of the aunts That's came cool. over and wanted to see what we were doing with this bucket in the front yard and and almost died <laughs> just just from just looking Ekans, into it just your ekans collection mm-hmm. yeah that's cool. Yeah, got, and those yeah, and those are really safe, cute snakes. But yeah. you know, some people hate. Yeah, people freak out. Snake. Yeah. Uh, but you did you know? You probably didn't know they were safe though. If you were a kid, unless you no, did know. I don't know. But I like I I'd, I'd already caught like fifty at that point. So well, like fifty, good. All Lord. the other kids were enough, catching enough them. to fill the bucket. Why wouldn't you catch them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, actually, I think I was probably the one who started it because oh. I was. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Just the oh, you're dumb sort of kid, kid I was. Nice. <laughs> I probably cut the first one and had somebody get the bucket and then realized that, well, if we've got a bucket, we may as well fill it. So, well, I mean, if it's particular, especially in places with like really, where, where was that at, Josh? Like, what was the, uh, that would have been Minnesota. Okay. Okay. That's a northern. Yeah. See, it's this, it's a transcendent idea, I think. And I think that's what it's at the core of it. Um, and that's how it started, too. Some guy was just like, man, they're building all these buildings now in Japan and, when I was a kid, you know, kids are staying inside, but they should be outside collecting bugs and doing stuff like that, and they can't. So that's that was the idea for why Pokemon fucking started, and and it's yeah, it's transcendent in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, good shit. And you know what? And um, to actually like to add to like this phenomenon of Pokemon, like whenever Pokemon Go came out, like I felt like that was like almost a like a surge of like pulling in a newer audience of pokemon because like it became like everybody had you know like these mobile devices and like it like had this like interesting concept of going outside of your house and actually catching pokemon like it it felt like that's like a second wind phenomenon yeah. i've never seen a phenomenon have a second wind. it was it was wild yeah and like i yeah. it was such a huge thing like just going to a park and like them just be jammed packed with people playing this one game. It was like the most wildest thing. And like, but think about it, fish. It's the same concept. People going outside to catch little critters, right. but just they made it more e- easier and cleaner yeah. and digital. <laughs> digital yeah. You know, but like, right. like you're sitting there catching this fake bug when the right in front of you, there's probably a real bug you could be catching if you were eight years old on this tree. But it's the concept is the same. Yeah. You know, it's that childlike wonder of let's go outside and catch, see stuff. what you find out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pokemon is I've yeah, two phenomenons. It's crazy. You don't see that. Just don't. Cool. <clears throat> cool stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I just wanted to let it kind of ride on that. Um anyways, I I think that was a pretty good topic of of kind of getting to the heart of it. I think we got there. 
I think we got to the heart of why it is, and that's fact. And if you disagree, you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, just write, just write, just write on it, Josh. Just write on it. No, and I think like like uh, Daniel messaged us about that Tim Rogers thing, uh, Kotaku. I I watched that whole piece, and from what I was reading, it sounded like he just recently went back to review all those games as an adult. So I think that perspective is interesting. Yeah. But I feel like it's just looking. I feel like it's missing the core idea. Of what, and that's just, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's just missing the core heart and soul of what makes every kid love those games. So, and then, but one of the cool things about it is that still appeals to us as adults. And then we can get really into the fringes, like shiny hunting, all sorts of sad things, right? That, like, like shiny hunting fish. Didn't you spend, uh, how many hours have you spent shiny hunting? You don't don't want to know. Oh god! I know it'll make me cry. I'll just say this: like in the Pokédex, you actually can see how many Pokémon you've battled, and it maxes out at nine hundred and ninety-nine. I was sitting at that much for a while now. I was hunting Roly Colies for the listener. I was hunting a Roly Coley. First time I encountered one, I was like, "Wow, this Pokémon looks cool. I'm very interested in this Pokémon." And it's just uh-huh. this coal Pokémon with a fucking wheel on it and one eye. And I thought, this has to evolve into something fucking cool. And I just started hunting them like crazy. I was like, you know what? What if I catch a shiny right now? That'd be nice. So I just sat there in that patch for about an hour. And I was just like, okay, this isn't happening. I started losing when after like 200 that I've battled and had not come across. Like eventually, like it, I just felt committed to it at that, at that point. And I was just like, you know what? I want a shiny Pokemon of this. So I continued on, not even knowing what its evolution became and whatnot. Then eventually, like, I was, I was, like, at, like, 600, and I was just like, maybe I should check it so I don't have, you know, uh, you know, not invest so much time into it. But eventually. You got it. You I got, got it. it. That's, yeah. that, dude, that was it worth it. Was it worth it? Of course. Of course it was worth it. I mean, you could have beaten seven game of the year games by then. That's, that's true. <laughs> it, it wasn't um, that bad, no, actually. I, it, it is. It is a good feeling to get a show. Oh yeah, it is a good feeling. Yeah, especially a wild one. Um, I don't know if you get the the shiny charm too, but yeah. And then th- that's one thing I do like about the new games is that they have added the ability to make chaining easier. Now, before we get into our nice transition there. I do want to say that if you enjoy what we do and you want to support us, it means the world to us. Please rate us on iTunes, uh, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Those ratings are a big deal for us. And most importantly, if you go to patreon.com slash swordchomp, you can fund this crazy depraved operation. We have a special $5 tier that gets you access to a top secret Instagram page. It's a lot of fun because you're like a little Chomp Nation family. And we have a new $10 tier that gets you extra secret podcasts um, very personal shows fun shows um and you're supporting a good cause because you're supporting well you're supporting a bad cause because we're all crazy um but that's okay you can support a bad cause sometimes yeah <laughs> it's, it's okay to support we're passionate it. about a terrible it. cause that's what matters yeah i mean you can support fish spending hundreds of hours grinding uh roly colies so we could get his first shiny roly coli um, but you know what? Fish had a goal and he did it. You know, patreon.com slash swordchomp. And of course, if you want merchandise, you can go to actually Redbubble. I know everyone knows what Redbubble is. Redbubble.com slash people slash swordchomp for merch. And I put that up all over our Instagram page. So there's all sorts of ways 
where Chomp Nation can grow. You can be part of the family. Um, Chomp Nation is great. And like I said, everyone's been so incredible with the birth of my new child. And uh, it's, it's, really, it's really special. Um, but iTunes reviews, Patreon, and of course, merch. We love you. Um, transitioning from that into a little more... Well, I mean, I'll probably talk a little less Pokemon because we've already talked a lot about Pokemon. Um, and then I want to catch up some other games, you guys. But yeah, Fish, we kind of transitioned right into it. You got a shiny, a couple gyms in. We are all pretty deep into it. I think I'm about where Shay is. We are right near the end of the, the game. I think. Um, yeah, you... I'm I'm facing off against uh, the eighth gym member. That's where I stopped at. Okay. Um, you know what's funny? I'm not. You know what's funny is uh, I was looking at times because Fish just recently added me on there. He has put more time into the game than I have. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, he's. Really? Yeah. Shiny hunting will do that yeah, too, man. Too. It's a dark road. How many hours am I at? I like I like that you're at over th- over thirty five hours. Jesus fucking Christ! I didn't know it was that much. See, these games are kind of. I'm only on the second gym. Just to clarify things here. These games are a little misleading because Fish will he'll just watch TV and he'll grind or do something. He's gonna multitask with it, so. It's kind of like a freedom. Yeah, that's kind of kind of the beauty of shiny uh, uh, trying to shiny hunting Pokemon is like it's the odds are like stacked against you and you feel hopeless. It's mindless. It really is. Yeah, it's a little mindless. But if you could find like a nice spot to grind at, I found like this patch of grass that spawned three Roly Colies, and that was it. Save for one Trubbish that occasionally would pop up but as soon as he pops up he would run from you he was one of those pokemon that runs from you instead of the ones that charge at you so he wouldn't break my chain so essentially i didn't really have to pay attention much to the screen other than making sure i wasn't killing off a shiny pokemon it is a little bit of a bummer though fish i was it's bad luck on my part but i was looking in when i was in the hospital i was putting my team together guys well my potential team I was just thinking about stuff I might grind because I'm pretty caught up on Game of the Year. I'm going to play Star Wars after Death Stranding, and then I'm done. I'm not touching another. Well, I, I want to ask Josh if privately there's anything he wants me to to refresh on because I know we've been doing that with each other, so we can make Game of the Year a little more. Even if we disagree with each other, I know we want to be able to have those conversations with each other a little more than uh, last year. But um, for the most part, I think it, most of the games Josh is playing are probably smaller games um independent games and stuff so I, th- I should have plenty of time for those um but what i'm getting at is that i'll be able to grind more in january or whatever and relax so i was kind of getting a list together of pokemon i wanted and i got bad luck because a lot of the ones that i wanted are not overworld wandering pokemon which kind of pissed me off so i when I'm digging through the bulbapedia and and cerebi.net and all this stuff there is now they split up pokemon into overworld encounters and random encounters um, so even though you're uh, some Pokemon, I really like are in this game. They made the cut. They are not overworld encounter Pokemon, which means that doing what you did fish, like shiny hunting them is basically impossible. I'd have to go back to the breeding. Well, what method. do you mean by that? Like, not which is over- probably faster anyway, long term, mm, but I know, but I just wanted to try it. But yeah, but I mean, I know I don't get to see them walk around the world, which is part of the appeal of this game is. The Pokemon finally walk around the world, but there's a lot of Pokemon that don't make... I'll give you an example. Heatmore is a Pokemon I really like. 
He is in the wild area only and only in one area when it's extra sunny. It's like extreme sunlight. Uh, he's the Aardvark Pokemon looking thing. And he's a 2% random spawn in my game. That's not, there's no physical. They did not create a character model for um, Heatmore that walks around in the earth. You have to basically just run around in the grass and catch him randomly. So it's, it's kind of strange to me that they didn't make every Pokemon like um, into, a, into like a character model, a 3D model that wanders around the world because there was like four or five I looked up that I liked a lot and I, it would have been cool to see them wander around and, and they don't do that. So they do kind of pick and choose. It's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely is. I, I wish that more, like, all of them had the ability to do both. And I know this is something we talked about before, Morgan. Um, it's, it's a bummer, but it's not, it's not a game-ending thing. It just, of course, when, when yeah. something like this happens, when, when such a big stride is made in these games, you want them to, to see them take it to its full actual, like, be fully actualized and to see that only certain ones got selected to do that and others didn't is is a bummer and i'm sure part of it is a scale issue too like i've been thinking the whole time when i got to the ice area because uh i don't know hopefully this is not a spoiler but maybe it is i guess that's where you get (laughs) the ability to uh use your bike on water and um, oh yeah 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 like yeah and that's really nice it's and pretty, it is cool yeah and you you see a bunch of whalemer uh you know swimming around and i was like how are they gonna how are they gonna scale a waylord at that point you know but i'm sure scale's a partial issue but i don't know it would have been really cool to see all the pokemon because like you like you morgan we talked about this last week the first time we saw gyarados swimming in the water we're like oh shit you know it and was cool it was so yeah. fucking cool it's still cool yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and just to see that with all the pokemon in the game would have been amazing but yeah it's they kind of st- cut some corners yeah. they did it's a step I mean, in the right direction though it yes yes and it's just it's weird because they lead you because they're like look pokemon wander the world now and then you go to look up your some of your favorite pokemon and you're like not yours though it's kind of like ah i'm only mad because you did this you did this to me um it's not the end of the world it's just kind of unfortunate that in my case a lot of them were that way um but you know vanillite the ice cream pokemon is everywhere to be found in the wild world, in the ice area, all over the fucking place. No, but, and, and like, scale is kind of off in the game. Like you said, Shade, you're not going to see a giant whale lord. That's probably just whale mer. There probably isn't whale lords, are there, anywhere? No, um, no, they are whale mers, but you don't get to see the, the whale lords um, actually swimming out in the water, because that'd be, be too big at that point. They were just a whale mer. Man, that'd be cool. If every now and then a big fucking whale, like, if they tried just to put that, yeah, man, that would be imagine awesome. if Imagine if they put a mission in the game where you have to go waylord watching and then you have to capture a super special oh, waylord. Yeah. See? Like shit like that. And like so much potential. Hopefully yeah. it eventually goes that direction. There are no missions in the game. All you do is travel from town to town and fight gym leaders just like before, which is I fine, know, but... I know. I just I hope they eventually get to that point, which we all eventually want is an open world Pokemon game that has actual missions. And that was like when like when we were talking about stuff on social media um i was talking with some people about it on twitter that event i would love for there to be like a oblivion skyrim inspired open world pokemon game that's the that's the goal right there to where you have like missions and it doesn't have to be as gritty as oblivion or skyrim like as m-rated but just have 
unique missions with the Pokemon for the world to be that involved. That's the ultimate goal. That's what we want. Yeah. Game freak. Lur- that's yeah, what we yeah. want. I mean, hmm. see, this is what happens to us though. The, I'm higher on the game and then I had to start to have these conversations with people and I start to get sad because I'm just like, man, we can sit around and think about this stuff. Um, and it's very particular to things that we find interesting, but it's like, I think most people, that's what you want. You know, that's the extension of that. At least having those options in there. Even if it's just side content, you know, it's like, there's so much you could do um, within that world. But yeah, mostly the Pokemon just kind of wander the world. It, it does feel a little, I don't, I don't want to say gimmicky, but it's not quite as natural as I hope to be. Although there are some areas, like I said, when you go to that weed filled area and those diglets are popping out. And the first time I got to a cave and saw those bats flying around or the gyrodos, sorry, or the gyrodos in the water, there are areas where it feels pretty natural. But for the most part, it's just, we're going to plug these Pokemon in this area and they're going to wander around. That's pretty much all. But it's still nice. Um, I regret, I want to know kind of observations you guys have had since then. I will say this. I should have took Sobble. I deeply regret it. I made a big mistake. Um, oh my God. Josh just sent us the longest message. You're don't, killing me, Josh. Don't, yeah, don't worry about <laughs> it. I was just thinking about whaling. Okay. <laughs> um... I'll put that on the VIP patron page, maybe. And then people can know what the hell we were talking about uh, now that I've talked about it. Uh, don't read it right now, Fish. Don't read it. Stop reading it. Okay, I'm stopping. Wow, Why are you distracting us? Very well written, Josh. Uh, well, he puts a, <laughs> you had some time here. This entire time you were quiet. Okay. Uh... Uh, uh, the Sobble, yeah, I made a mistake. I think Sobble is a really cute Pokemon, and I should have taken him, and I feel very sad. Even if all the final, um, see, now Shay's, no one's even listening! God damn it, I quit! <laughs> I broke him. I just read that thing, I have no idea what's going on. You're gonna have to explain it to me after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, that seems par There's a joke there that I know I'm missing. And I, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't <laughs> want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And I don't want to podcast tonight. <laughs> There's Fish's theme song. Every night of his life. Why people love fish? We'll never God know. damn it! I wasn't um, fish. I wasn't supposed to be mean to you at all. I'm sorry. Mm. I take that back. I'm sorry. Okay. I take it back. That's very rude. You're always I, I give always you... forgiven, Shay. You can be really mean to me right now if you want. But it's fine. Oh, I won't say anything. I'm so I'm so sorry. Oh, this is just awkward. Yeah, good. That's what I was like going for. I hope I hope all the listeners are like, what the fuck is going on right now? Morgan, pull us out of the hole. Um well let's pull us out of the blowhole that Josh is spiraling into here with his wailing. <laughs> uh anyways, so uh the gyms have definitely been a highlight for me going through this game and getting farther. Uh the Dynamaxing is pretty interesting. Every Jim Boss has been like a one of the Gigantamaxes. I will say I do take issue with, I noticed in our fight, Josh, uh, last week, even though you disagreed, you said there was only two Gigantamax Pokemon. Uh, and you tried to poo-poo that. 
Um, what? I was listening to the audio. Yeah, I was listening to the audio this morning. You said there's only like you said there's only like two Gigantamax Pokemon that they designed. It's actually there's a ton. Okay, there's actually a lot of them. Most of them um, are just uh, the same Pokemon, but larger. There are there are a few of them that changed, but well, there are every Pokemon can be Dynamax. Yes, of course. But um, there are just for the sake of curiosity here, uh, a ton of them that can be. There is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. All right. It's like roughly. So about 4%. Yeah. And they all have desi- um, interesting designs. Believe it or not, Garbodor got a special guy. Are Gigantamax. you fucking kidding me? I have got to go catch one now. <laughs> it does. Garbodor got one. You guys haven't seen all of them, huh? There's a lot. Um, that snake got one. Sandaconda. Uh, Corvanite uh, got a special one. That that cool bird thing everyone likes. But I don't mm-hmm. wanna, you know. Fishes, shiny Pokemon. I guess he picked the right one because that is one of the few with a Giganta Max form. Cool. Roly Coley of Colossal. That's a that's a cute name. Colossal. I yeah. like that. Roly Coley, uh, oh. Carcol, then Colossal. It can't. Y- it can't, Josh made a good joke about how it evolves into the minecart level from um, from Donkey from, Kong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought um, of that too. Some of them are kind of hit. Miss Flapple is that really sort of creative but goofy Apple Pokemon? It's got one. Um, and some of them are. I don't know, Fish. Your your final form, Colossal, actually looks kind of cool. But the Giganta Max form of it, I feel like the game almost can't handle it because there's a boss leader. There's a gym leader that I fought. And it almost, when it got really big to me, it didn't look as cool because I felt like the game couldn't handle what was going on. It was so giant and like all the detail. But it's kind of a cool looking Pokemon if you've seen its final form, which I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you'll get to fight a Colossal. You'll, you'll actually fight one as a gym leader. So that's, I, that's true. Cool. The, I like the, the all creamy one. Actually, weirdly enough, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of the a Pokemon giant design. <laughs> yeah, that was really yeah. bad. Like just, like how much it changes. That was cool. Just to see yes, that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. A lot of them are are huge. Like Gengar is just a big. The Kingler one is fucking awesome. Look, I really love that one. Charizard got one, which pisses me off. The Dreadnought. It's kind of disappointing that Turtle Pokemon. I like Dreadnought. He has one, but he kind of just. It's hard to make out what he looks like. Yeah, the Dreadnought one was very, very underwhelming. I'm gonna be honest with you. Just it it didn't look much different. Like Josh was giving. You shit at the beginning of the show saying like, so it's red, but really that's what it looked like. The dreadnought one looked like, it just looked like a red dreadnought was sl- that looked well, slightly, slightly different. I don't know if she was, u- that's the thing though. I don't know if she, if she's using the Gigantamax dreadnought, I could be wrong. You're talking about the gym leader, right? The girl that uses it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the dreadnought Gigantamax form looks different it just looks odd it's like um it's like it's hard to make out its features like the, it gets it turns into this giant sort of oh maybe it is maybe you're right yeah it is underwhelming and i but i think that's more to do and i'll show you guys this privately i think it's more to do with the implementation in the game because if you look at the art for it 
it looks more interesting, not perfect, but whenever they turn it into like a fully 3D model, um, it's just a little strange looking, I think, for whatever reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of them are really cool and some of them are underwhelming. And I think that's pretty much the same kind of opinion that we basically had about the Mega Evolutions as well, is that some of the Mega Evolutions were amazing and badass and then some of them just kind of existed so i think it's the same thing here yeah i mean i'm glad it's, that some some weirdo whose favorite pokemon is garbador got the fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah dude there's a butterfree mega there's a Butterfree. i haven't mega. i haven't looked at them or uh, mega giganta uh, or giganta 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 max yeah gigante el gigante um yeah, it's uh, it's cool. I I'm really fascinated because when you see them in battle, I'm trying to think if there's one that was really worth men. I dude, there's a lot, and we're only gonna be able to use one in battle, so it's gonna be cool what to see what we decide on. Because I'm guessing what you can do is if we're in battle, right? You can have multiple Pokemon that go, um, Gigantamax, but you can only use it once per battle. I'm thinking that's how they balance it, right? So you basically have to decide when you want to use it. You could have six Pokemon in your team that potentially could go Dynamax or Gigantamax, yeah. well, I'm guessing. The thing that is different about this one compared to the Mega Forms is that it lasts for three turns. So it's not like mm-hmm. you just, you know, use the Mega Evolution and then win the rest of the fight. Like, there's nothing. Like, you're you're ridiculously overpowered at that point, so there's no strategy anymore um like this this has got like a because of that three turn time limit in there it's kind of it's got way more limited usefulness um so so i will give it that like i was crapping all over it but as far as like balance goes and as far as making it interesting i think this is a better implementation of it uh as far as it's shorter yeah it's very short yeah yeah feels like they're like they didn't or kind of afraid with fucking with the the balance. It, it, it kind of shows as well because they also normalize a lot of the attacks. Once you Gigantamax, like they only give you like certain attacks that you can use. Like if you have like a normal attack, like the attack you get that's uh, for or whenever you Gigantamax is like this standard type of thing, um, and, and so forth for like any typings that you have as well. Um, so. <clears throat> yeah, like they they have their moves are all kind of yes. generic. Yeah, like it's like yeah, yeah. max strike or in, like overgrowth and stuff like that. Like for grass and like all that, just like tri- essentially like all your Pokemon. It, it takes away like the the whole strategy of it, and it's just like big hitting moves. So like it, it'd be interesting to see in battle how that would balance out and like how you can counter that, but. Um, I guess it would just depend on the move pool, essentially what Pokemon, what moves your Pokemon knows. And yeah, because even if you're at a type disadvantage, you could really make some do some damage for a couple turns. Mm-hmm. But um, it'd be cool, yeah, if you use it at the beginning of the match to get a heads up. But if you if you have a big lead on someone, but they are saving their Gigantamax form till the end, they could really make some damage on on you when you think you've got the match won. So I'm curious when we do the competitive stuff how it works, for sure. Um but I just like that they took the time to make them look a little interesting like uh form wise. So anyways. Um kind of 
Shay's eating an apple right now, and Fish just said, "I wish that apple was my ass." So, yeah, we. The thing is, we don't take we don't take breaks during the podcast usually. So, when I'm when I'm hungry, I got to eat in between. I was eating a nice Fuji apple since I oh god live in Japan. Got it, and I can enjoy app. I can enjoy apples from one prefecture over that are famous around the world. And fish wants this to be as heiny. No, I actually, actually, mm. uh, for some reason, like I have a strong hankering for apples, and I was gonna type, "Man, that apple looks delicious," but the way you were just eating it ferociously. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? No, no, I'm going to go with... What about a flapple? <laughs> Can I get you a... What about a hankering uh, for a flapple? I'm not an apple pie guy. I don't like apple pies. Well, it's first form or second form and first form. Just no, it's like an apple, apple with a worm in it. That's disgusting. I'm not going to bite mm. into an apple with a worm in it. <laughs> well. Can I interest you in some falafel? Maybe. Maybe if you change up your accent a little bit. What about an apple what strudel? Kind of what about a toaster like? strudel? Apple flavor. Like a New Yorker, like immigrant. Hey, you want falafel? I can't I can't do falafel in <laughs> New York. You want you want a falafel? I can't, I can't do it. I tried. Almost. Um God. I feel like I, you guys are killing me. I feel like you guys don't want to talk Pokemon. You're just cake melt place. Does nobody care about Pokemon? It was just a joke between here. me and Shay, and you had to bring I it know, up, Morgan. I know. That's I why know. I touched it. Every time I look up to the chat to see if someone's had something insightful to say, it's, I want to eat an ass. Or, <laughs> or I Whaley. don't, don't want to eat an ass. Going on here. I just <clears> want <throat> Shay to eat my yeah. ass the way he eats that apple. I'm trying to have these interesting, I'm trying to have these philosophical conversations or things that we're talking about. I'm looking at you guys and you guys are just, I don't know what you're doing. Killing me. Killing we're podcasting. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I have that strategy guide too. Done with, I'm de- <laughs> That's pre-show. It doesn't count. The prima guy? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I got it. All right, fine. Apparently no one wants to talk Pokemon anymore. I get it. I get it. You're done with Pokemon. <sighs> Fish has just been shiny hunting. Is there anything you guys want to say before we move on from Pokemon? Forever. Oh, Shay's got to... <laughs> yes. I would like to say a few things. First off, um, this is going to be a slight spoiler, spoiler for the Game of the Year show. Uh, there's one of the most beautiful environments of video of video games of 2019 this year. Um, when you go to the fairy gym, I believe it's the fifth gym, and you go to this town called Balanlia. I'm not going to tell you what exactly happens, but there's a sequence that leads you up to going into this area, and it's fucking gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. It was easily my favorite area in the new Pokemon game. And that's the nice thing about this new game is that all these environments that they've created can be more immersive. Like in previous games, I think the, one of the environments I think about is in um, black and white. When you're wandering in that desert area, trying to solve like the Darumaka puzzles and stuff like that. I remember that it was very Egyptian style and it was cool to see during the time, but I always have been thinking, like, in these areas, as it, the graphics have gotten progressively and progressively better and more modern, how cool it would be to see some of these areas 
in a more 3D rendered area and you'd be able to wander around in them. And this game captures that so well. We talked about it last week with um, when you first start out the game and you go into the slumbering wield, the environment um, that they set up at the beginning is awesome. And that continues throughout the whole game. There are some areas that are, you know, typical, you wander around a field kind of thing, but some of the areas in this game are absolutely gorgeous. And they're incredibly immersive. Well, see, that's, the, that's what I'm torn on. I'm torn on that, Shay, because we were talking about that this week. Like, that area you're talking about, like, I love the idea of it, and I sort of like the lead-up to it when you're walking around and you have to, like, click, uh, like, touch these mushrooms, and they sort of glow and like okay, the area Okay, thanks for, for you. spoiling it. It's not a spoiler. It's Pokemon. Um, you, you touch a mushroom. What do you want from me? I, I, I that's all I, I can say. I right touch a mushroom. It's not a spoiler. It's <laughs> if touching a mushroom and lighting the path is a spoiler, then I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. Anymore. I just don't want. I just I want people to experience that without hearing about it. I just want them to experience it first to have for them to have. Josh, shut the fuck up. I want them to appreciate it as much as I did. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Is I think that the idea was cool. I just didn't think it was as gorgeous as you did. I, but I I just felt like like the bigger environments are just the result like. It sucks the beginning of the game is more linear, and I just feel like it's a lot better looking, but when you get to the second half of the game, you get to these larger areas with cool ideas, like this big town that kind of looks like a castle, and all these larger areas, but you can really tell that the quality and the visuals drop in those areas, and that's kind of a bummer. And now I'm like, okay, now I kind of see what the Polygon review is saying, and now I feel like a jackass, or Kotaka, whatever it was. Well, um, you'll see, you'll see, like, there's, you haven't gotten quite to the uh, dark gym yet, which is gym number seven. Um, we'll see if your opinion changes okay. that because it's a, uh, it's a, the, the thing I like about the game is yeah there are some there are a little bit of frame rate issues and this is something we didn't talk about last week, and there's some drop in drop out issues as well from time to time, of certain characters like sometimes there are certain moves that will cause you the trainer to disappear and then after the move is completed your trainer magically appears again, there's stuff like that that's happening. Um, and some was some same thing with some of the environments as well. But yeah, it's Poppin. Dude, think, it's the first Pokemon game with Poppin, which is crazy. I know, right? Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, the, a lot of the environments are so Josh unique and diverse. The first Pokemon that, with graphics. That's exactly. <laughs> but still, though, it's just funny. Poppin comes back every game we see <laughs> after the Borderlands three thing. Sorry, go ahead. Right, right. But the environments are beautiful in this game. Um, absolutely love them. So this is something we also didn't talk about last week that I remember you mentioning at the... You and Josh, I think, were discussing it when we first started playing Pokemon this year. Is uh, Morgan, I believe you made the statement on WhatsApp that the music doesn't really stand out for you. Am I correct in saying that? Just want to make Pokemon? sure I quote before. Yeah. The new one. No, no, I actually love the music. Okay. I, okay. I sent you guys I well there's some audio clips I sent of some music in the game. Thought I was knowing you guys with those audios to get the message across that I for a Pokemon game I actually have been pretty impressed by the music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought for some reason I thought you weren't that into it, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, the music in this game's been awesome. Uh it's been a real treat. And I, I like the fact 
that a lot of the like not a lot some of the music i should say kind of harken back harkens back to like the older games like it always has been but they have their own spin and it feels fresh so it's able to chip away at that nostalgic feel yet it breathes new life into the music and it really shows in some areas like uh again you're gonna see i you'll see during the dark gym the music really changes and um it's it's cool i like that not only does the environment change so drastically, but the music also changes along with it. I think that's been really welcoming for me, at least. I don't know how you guys feel about it. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm for a Pokemon game. Yeah. It's on a different scale. I think you don't expect as much from it. Uh, it was surprise. a pleasant surprise. Like I'm not too far into it, Shay, but like whenever I, they introduce Marnie... Um, her theme popped up and that caught me off so caught me off guard That's and good. I was just like whoa wow they 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 actually the, the way they actually popped that in the way they they introduced this character like it all like it, it was like a cinematic feel to pokemon that I didn't think they could pull off and I'm curious now since you you are talking high about the music like how much progressively it gets better and like the way you're talking about this dark gem like now i really want to see what they do as far as like you know um uh, anything that's like in that realm of like because pokemon's really like their storytelling's always been you know like lacking for me um throughout the generations and like i've just never connected to it because it's just like this really weird overly positive fighting your you know rival and stuff like that but um it seems like this one they they kind of at least took the time to like elevate their game a little bit as far as like storytelling with music as well so um yeah Watch us get hit with copyright laws on this. It's not just that. He does this all the time. We'll play something on his phone to, to try to convince you how epic it is. So you so you hear. You can't hear? You don't remember that song? You don't yeah, remember that song? No, that's not what I'm getting at, but, but, but oh. it's just. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Just getting the point across. Uh, you, can, you can tell it was epic over the phone. God damn. I mean, you can tell it's Come on, good, Fish, but... tell me it was epic sounding. No, Come on! audio <laughs> quality didn't translate well through Skype and your well, shitty it's audio Skype. setup yeah. over there. Yeah, that's true. Skype is trash. It'll be good on... Uh... Don't encourage him, goddammit. <laughs> I love it. This is the kind of... This is the side of Fish we've always wanted. I fucking love it. No, I... No, I, Morgan... Honestly, yeah, that, that audio is... That is a good song. And Fish, I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's another thing I wanted to mention. We talked about it last week while you were gone. And the the story is so much more involved. It's so much more fleshed out compared to previous games. Um, and the further that you specifically and other people who haven't gotten that far into the game get into the game, you see how it really kind of is introduced in each area. It's not like you go to the next town and you're automatically being thrust the next step of uh, each story. Like you have these kind of like slightly concurrent storylines running all together at the same time. Like um, I'm spacing her name right now. The uh, red haired lady who is a grandmother sent her out um, to research the history. Sonia. What's going on? 
Uh, yes, thank you, Sonia. Um, exploring the history of the Galar region. And uh, her story is running concurrent with you rivaling your childhood friend, which is running concurrent with you eventually going to fight Leon, which is also running concurrent with that other uh, asshole kid that is a trainer too. So you have these four concurrent storylines and they're obviously all related in some way. And it's interesting to kind of see them intersect and run together. And it's, it just feels like they up the ante with the cinematics and that plays really well into the story and how much more work they put into the story. Yeah, I definitely yeah. look forward to all worse. that, seeing all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sound much higher on the story than myself, but uh, I do agree. For Pokemon, it's a... Uh, yeah. It's a yeah, step I, up. Yeah, we all want we all want the super engrossing uh, Pokemon story, but, but to be honest, the story... some A lot of people are going to disagree with this, because I've seen a lot of comments and stuff. Pokemon has always tackled some really interesting issues they've just never gone on to that deeper level that i would have liked and i understand because they are children's games they need to appeal to the mass audiences but it just has never it's not that they've been weaker in other games per se it's just it's never bit me the way this game has story-wise so it's 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 been more engrossing for me i guess is what i'm trying to say but it's almost simplified in a way that's more personable because some of those games like Black and White and Black and White 2, they tried to do all this weird, like, godlike stuff. And if you remember, Black and White tried to mess with the idea of, like, Pokemon rights. Like, people didn't want to keep them in balls and stuff like that. So they've kind of played with those ideas. Actually, but I, I really liked Black and White's story. That's the other one I really yeah. liked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't really uh, think of it. I can't think of anything else though that like we didn't mention last week. Um, We're gonna do a special chomping after dark about it anyway, so we might as well save it for that. Well, it's not. It's not that like I don't want to deprive anyone who doesn't subscribe to that of any content. I'm just like I think there's like there's other like minute things that I absolutely love about the game, but to sit there and like same thing as nitpicking to point out every minute detail of things that I like. Um, I think would be kind of just like, eh, whatever. One thing I will say that, um, has been interesting is I didn't look up a lot of the character designs before the game. And we talked about this last week. I didn't want to spoil any of the new designs. I just kind of wanted to go in like we did with, uh, red and blue when those games first came out or gold and silver when those games first came out and just go into a Pokemon game, not really know what's happening in there not do a lot of research, and just be Mm -hmm. surprised. And I will say that some of the character designs in this game, the Pokemon designs, have been phenomenal. And a lot of them, not a lot of them, I don't know, maybe like half of them just don't clean, like, don't speak to me. And I think that's pretty par for the course. Because I, like, even thinking about Gen 1, kind of the same thing. But I have liked a lot of the... Gen 1? Yeah, like oh, like uh, what Voltorb and Electabu- or Electro Electrode, whatever the fuck his name is. Well, yeah, Grimer there's and be, yeah, Muck. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those are just like and eh, whatever. You know, they're the originals, so of course we remember them more fondly. But they're whatever Pokemon. 
but I really have. It's the it's the final evolutions. I think that fuck it up, Shane. This one, like like the starters are a great example. Like they're all cute and adorable. Grookey, Sable, and Score Bunny. They but like their final forms are like these creepy humanoid things, and it's like Grookey's final form like, is awesome. I liked it. Just a big monkey that beats on a drum. Yeah, dude. I just I don't know. I, hey, I'm a drummer. You know, you know me. That's how it goes. I mean, that's true. You should have took Rookie then, because Sable's last form is really stupid looking. It's not. It's not. Let me let me put it this way. I've, it looks like a human. <laughs> I've accepted it at this point. But um, you know, when I first saw Inteleon, I was not. I was not as high on it because the second form. I think is the best form of the 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 evolutions and the beginning, middle, and end version. But I mean, it's fine. It I think feels it's like cool. it feels like somebody designed the first form and passed it off to their buddy in the second department, and he's just like, "How can I ruin this Pokemon for everyone?" I just hate a lot of the the final evolutions for this. Put the Pokemon. It's just weird. Like a lot of them look really cool in their first form, and the second, not all of them. I mean that's that's insane to say. Obviously, there's cool, and I like the barracuda and the turtle, and there's a handful that are pretty nice. I, just, I, I but, will um, I will say it's not yeah. my fate. Like like Inteleon is not my favorite of the water. Um, the the final fire evolution. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I'm, I'm forgetting it. Not my favorite fire starter final evolution. Like it's really Cinderace, really race diffi- the bunny. Yeah, Cinderace. It's real difficult to live up to Gray Ninja after you create Gray Ninja as a starting water. It's really difficult to make a another water starter near as cool as that. Gray Ninja. Yeah. Oh, he's not even. <sighs> Get out of here. You realize Gray Ninja is one of the top five most popular Pokemon I... in Japan, right? Yeah. He's. Oh great! And nin- everyone likes ninjas. They're so cool. I get it. Yes, ninja is great. Ninjas are also suit. Look, great ninja is a great design. I will give you that. I- I'm just saying, like, if you put him on a pedestal, there's a there's tons of water Pokemon that are way cooler. We're talking than about starters, and I know I know great ninja- starters. Yes, yeah, starters. I- yeah, we're just talking starters. about starters, and I know great ninja doesn't have the cum shooters on his back, but he does have a a tongue scarf. Dude, cum shooters for alligator. What's the one fish loves? Oshawott or whatever that turns into that, the fucking Empoleon, that giant badass like penguin thing. I'd take that. I'd take all of those water starters, all of them, over. Green Ninja was fucking that. Green Ninja was the coolest water uh, final evolution. Hundred percent disagree. Yeah, hundred percent. I will. I'm trying to think if there's any water evolutions. No, I would take him over Poplio. I'd take him over that uh, that seal thing that everyone liked for some reason. That like clown seal Poplio did not like that one at all. <sighs> um, it was just horrible. Poplio was a thing people really liked, and I just don't get. Hmm. I feel like people liked it because they wanted to be kind of cute and ironic or something. I don't know. Really? That's cool. Um, I, I just everyone everyone likes different things. I mean, you like turtles. Everyone I, likes different stuff. Yeah. I get it. But the the, yeah. like the truth is who, yeah, Morgan, who Morgan doesn't like turtle? Obviously, the best because it's a turtle that turns into a turtle that turns into a turtle. So consistency. Yes. That's that's what he goes well, in. The Froakie is a frog that turns into a frog that turns into a frog. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about starters, Morgan. Yes, <laughs> Froakie <laughs> is the starter. And he's talking about my turtle. He's talking about Blastoise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, okay, who so the fuck is Froakie? Froakie is the... 
Oh, he turns into Grey Ninja, right? Yeah, yeah. Froke. Oh, see, Fish just laughed at you. Fish. <laughs> I don't fucking remember the pre-evolution. I only remember Grey Ninja. How I don't give a you... shit about the other ones. <sighs> okay. Froki was the. Wasn't that the name of the starter though? Yeah. Fish is saying, how are you going to defend Grey Ninja but not even remember where he came from? Remember your you roots, Shay. remember your God. roots, man. Dude, I don't even remember the Gen, like, the Gen 2 starters. Totodile? No, Permanent. nobody remembers the Gen 2 starters. What? What? No. What? Cyndaquil? Totodile? Nope. Are you kidding me? Who played Gen 2? Shikari- yeah. What? Gold and Silver argues arguably the greatest Pokemon the games ever. I love how he just had a, a big thing about how he was too cool for Pokemon at this age and is now telling on himself. No, I played I played Gen 2. I, I thought I was too cool for Pokemon at Gen 3. Oh, that was okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Ruby and Sapphire. And Mudkip? Fucking badass with the nipple cheeks? Come Wait, on that's now. that's Gen 3, though. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm going through all of... <laughs> I'm just going through all the starters. They're all great. All the water starters are great. Except I don't even remember year. the Gen 5 starters other than uh, oh. Oshawott. Oshawott? Do- okay, see, Shay, here's the thing. I think you're equating remembering them with the quality. Maybe you just don't remember them. No, and you need a no, 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 no. I know the final evolutions. I know the final evolutions of all these. I don't remember the starters. You don't remember the beginning. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, Fish is a big fan of that one. It's like the little seal thing yeah. with the shell on its yeah. belly. Yeah. 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 And then the pig. Remember the fiery pig? That's kind of a contradiction because it would smell Embor? like b- burning, crackling bacon. Yeah. It turns into Embor, but its first form is called Tepig. Um, <laughs> dude, I remember all the... I wonder how much shit I could just... I, we should do a quiz. Like, without any knowledge or studying, we should, like, quiz each other. Like, how much of this random Pokemon nonsense can you retain? How much have you, have you retained? That's you going to be I mean? a downtime show. We'll do, like... We'll do a Pokemon <laughs> trivia show. And we'll have someone we'll have someone come yeah. in and guest host it for us and they will ask questions. And we will do that. Believe me, there are times where I'm like, I don't know how much I've retained, but now that you're saying all this stuff, it's like all flooding back to me. I will say one of the most underrated ones was that um chestnut that turned into that weird chestnut thing. I always thought that giant po- there's man, there's a lot of great starters maybe that's a rubbing the wrong way maybe it's just the starters in this one like the way they evolved hmm. maybe that just left a bad taste in my mouth because i like all the beginning form like i was watching my wife play because she got a, a ds light and it was really fun watching her start and they're all cute sobble is cute i love them all man it's just i don't like what they turn into comparatively so. i i like the second maybe that's it i like it's the like, um first evolution into like, the second form i really like those drizzle like drizzle yeah it was just weird they made him into like a really skinny standing lizard with really no discernible features i don't i, I maybe i'm wrong there i don't know I, just... I mean it's supposed to i mean there have been pokemon that are anthropomorphic i mean all of a lot of them are anthropomorphic but i mean yeah. more human like than more others so i mean now my, like like you said earlier lucario is one of my favorite pokemon and it's very humanoid-esque um there are a lot of pokemon like that it just um, I don't know. It just, it didn't necessarily, isn't a bad thing. It just didn't speak to me as much, you know, in, I mean, that's okay. That's okay. It's, there are other, other really cool Pokemon in here. Like, a Corviknight, one of the fucking coolest birds the game has ever had. 
Like he is one of the cooler birds. He's yeah, bar none. But I feel like the he's the coolest kinda, yeah. one they've. Other than like the I mean, it's, first gen legendary birds, like he's he's, he's up there as far as bird yeah, Pokemon. Like right, yeah. I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking, Josh, more of like, you know, when you come out of and you go into Route One and you no, like, like get the your starting birds, starter, yeah. yeah, the starting birds, yeah, like by far There's the coolest one. Bird. Other than um, Star Raptor was kind of cool. Star Raptor was kind of, but nowhere near. Yeah, this like level. It, when his final form had a, like yeah. a. It looked like he had a blade on his head. It was weird. But no, yeah, yeah. They made this one really... Unfortunately, everyone likes it now, so it feels kind of generic. Like, everyone's using Corviknight, so I'm like... It eh. doesn't. But it does look cool. It doesn't. It's... It does. It, it looks cool, though. I'll give you that. Generically cool. It's not generic. It just means that they finally made a good fucking bird po- Pokemon that it doesn't have to be a legendary. Doesn't make it generic. It just means that fucking well, finally, after eight yeah. generations of them making shit mm-hmm. bird starters, I it's love nice. it. It's no I P dove. It. It's no P dove. Yeah, the starters don't look good enough, so so they're not good. But the bird looks too good, so it's not good. No, <laughs> let's put it this way, Josh. That bird, that bird should have been the starter. No, no, but think about it. They, it's, it's just common because they're everywhere. Like, like if that bird had been the starter and that was the only way you could really get it, other than trading, and they like switched up the types, right? Like that first bird and then it evolved into that. I think that'd be way cooler. Like that, yeah, that you. bird design is way more worthy of a starter to me, in in my eyes. Um, like I don't know why the starters always have to be water, fire, and grass every fucking time. It's just like. I'm sick. Do something different, for God's sake. And the designs of... And it sucks when the first Pokemon you come across in the world are way cooler than the starting Pokemon. It's just like... I don't know. I would have much rather had that. Um, something different. Even fucking that stupid rockfish likes Rolly Coley. It looks dumb as hell, but you know what? Hey, fuck I would take you. It. I would... <laughs> <laughs> it's a rock with eyeballs. That apple! How cool would that be as if, like, the starter Pokemon was that weird apple that turns into a dragon? There's so much creative shit they could do if they just had the fucking balls to do it! Well, that sounds like a really negative take, but... It I'm does. I wish... I Yeah, those those starting out Pokemon were really cool, like that uh, squirrel Pokemon that the game... Oh, yeah, out. we'll fight about that later. <laughs> we'll fight about that. Now, let's just squeeze that in now, because I don't want to talk about Pokemon ever again. I'm just kidding. Um, we did do a, a poll that was... We fought about it last week, about whether Squovet was a s'more squirrel or chipmunk. I will say this. You did win. I did take a beating. 63% of the audience said squirrel. But for for the record, at one point, chipmunk was winning, and about 40% of the audience said chipmunk, so I wasn't that crazy. But it, it was a loss. It was a beating. I will take that right to the face. That's fair. That's fair. I think I, it's the face of a chipmunk and the body of a squirrel. No, the face of a chipmunk, the body of a squirrel. How about that? Mm-hmm. What? Can we compromise? No. Yeah. It's got those fat cheeks. Oh, now Josh is on my side. Finally. Face of a chipmunk, body of a squirrel. But who says go. chipmunk? Unless it's like... What, what? What's the only defining characteristic of a chipmunk? Puffy cheeks. That's, and? That's it, well, it's true. the only thing that's defining that you can add to something else and it would still be defining like the the little tail and the stripe are the uh the more defining features yeah. but you couldn't add those to something else and have it still be recognizable so. yes yes um exactly 
And chipmunks have different tails, right? If I were to look up a chipmunk, they don't have the... Yeah, they have tiny little... Mm-hmm. They gen- they yeah. generally, not always, but they generally have like little short stubby tails. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I, it's true, I lost, I I wanted to put it up there, I'll take, a, I, I'll take my L's where they come. But, uh, at one point, I thought I was going to win, I sent you guys a message, I'm like, damn. Fucking chipmunks winning, and then it turned on me. It, t- it turned on me real quick. I'll take my L on Netflix where she belongs with the rest of the boys. God, man. I just really don't. Uh, what's your favorite show of all time, Shay? What's your favorite television show of all Star time? Star Trek. What if. Uh, you don't like the new Star Treks that much. I. Um, I. Mm, you know, season two is which better. Which one? That's what. Discovery. Discovery season two has been better. Um, I'm excited for Picard. And even though most like there's a like stupid internet competition, but the Oroville who has some of the producers of the um, TNG and DS nine actually do. uh, They do a lot of work on the Oroville and has a lot of guest actors and actresses from those Star Treks on there. It's a really good show. What I'm saying is, what TV show would it take to get you to get Disney Plus? What's the show? If <sighs> fuck, um, if they put Star Trek Picard on Disney Plus only, you would see me have a really hard time <laughs> with it. I would have a really hard time not selling out. Um, oh, Disney, look, I get the thing with Disney, but it come. Eh, we don't have to do this again. Eh, just download yeah, it and watch it The Mandalorian. Just enjoy you your wanna, life, for God's sakes. You don't want to take two L's in one day. <sighs> um, I did. There's a pretty uh, Josh has a pretty cute story about streaming this week and meeting the uh with the creator of the game he was streaming that I thought he would enjoy telling. Um. While I ran to the restroom real quickly. So Josh was playing. <laughs> I'll be back for it, but I need to run. Uh, Josh, so Josh was uh, streaming as an older game. Um, the Pinball Exploration Beetle game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoku's uh, Island uh, Express. Yoku's Island Express. Yeah, and I was yes. just turning the game on. And uh, actually a, a speedrunner um, who was really involved with uh, making the, uh, the randomizer mode for... Uh, for that game hopped on and uh was just was talking to me through my whole playthrough of that game which was really really cool um just kind of showing me uh just different things about the game that were um stuff stuff i wouldn't have picked up by myself going through there and kind of showing me um like he didn't spoil anything for me which was cool like he kind of let me struggle and figure things out and then afterwards kind of explain what was going on which was it was really neat um ended up showing me like a few of the skips for like different speed runs and whatnot um including after after i'd beaten the game he showed me a skip that is like the big the big skip like the the one like sort of like in you know how like ocarina of time you can skip to the very end of the game like very quickly and it's, it's a similar sort of thing where you're able to fall into the final boss room about 10 minutes into the game um with, with this skip <laughs> which was really 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 neat yeah um so yeah it was that was really cool, cool though yeah 
Yeah, because that's not like I love watching speedruns because just the amount of time and dedication put into finding the way you can break a game and still have it um, be completable is really cool. Like that's that's just um, yeah, that's that's it's just fascinating. Like I've not I've not been like personally involved in any of that before, but it was like really neat to have somebody kind of walk me through exactly how to set up these different skips and stuff so it was it was really neat yeah i i enjoyed it like it's a cool story yeah i i mean i i came in like i was getting ready for work and i was like i get the email notification oh josh is streaming um this game so i popped on and you're immediately talking to what i thought was a, a dev for the game and i was like this is freaking cool like it's really rare to have that kind of, I think, that kind of experience. I think it'd be, I know some developers do that from time to time. They're like, oh, we're going to just, uh, today we're going to choose to go into uh, people's streams who are streaming our game and chat with them for a bit. I think it's really cool when devs do that. And so granted, yeah. uh, your, yours was like the speedrun uh, gentleman, but that was really cool. Just He just sat, he chilled with you the entire stream which is really cool. Yeah. Really cool. That's a cool story. I wish, yeah. What can we say? When Swordchomp goes live, you know, creators show up. Just something we do. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Swordchomp. It's a good story. Mm-hmm. Very random that you decided to play that game of all games. Yeah, um, I would, I've got a bunch of games <laughs> I want to finish this year that, uh, I'd been debating putting them on the stream, but since I only stream for like five or six hours a week, if I started them, I just wouldn't get it done by the end of the year. So I'm like, yeah. okay, we'll, we'll have streaming be time to go back and play a bunch of other games I've been interested in um, for the rest of the year. And that's one that I've been wanting to play since it came out. Um, and so, yeah, just play that. It's weird that you got that on PC too, because that was like a Switch thing when it first dropped that everyone was talking about it being on the switch because that's a nintendo property isn't it uh no i think they were the i can't remember if they were the only ones but i think they were on the only i'm i'm not sure i'm not sure if they were on the only consoles that got it at first but it was uh i know it's on other things as well because i think it's on game pass um currently but it may have been like what? a timed exclusive okay. um, it is on game pass on the switch when uh, it when it came out um oh okay yeah okay yeah it just seemed like a very nintendo-y thing no you're right it's uh yeah, it was designed by a developer of Villa, Villa Gorilla. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was just very marketed with the Switch when it first came out as, like, something to pick up on the go. So, yeah, I must have yeah. mixed those two in my brain. Plus, it looked like it had that sort of Nintendo kind of charm to it with the little, like, little beetle creature. Yeah. And, uh, oh, pinball adventure game. That's a, that's a genre for you. Mm-hmm. Um... I guess this is a good time. There's anything. So have you guys had time for anything else? I, I know you guys have been busy among other stuff. I know Shay's been pounding Pokemon. Have you guys played? I know Fish has been pounding Pokemon. I don't even need to ask him. Um, has any of you guys played anything else as of note for this year, cramming for game of the year that you wanted to talk about? Nothing new. It's more Death Stranding. I've been playing a lot more uh, of the Outer Worlds. Uh, getting close to finishing that, so... Okay, getting close to wrapping that mm-hmm. up. I uh, yeah, I one thing weird thing about chapter because um they structured Death Stranding like more like a Netflix series, which is weird. Because I when I finished six before I went to the hospital, 
and I came back and was playing it last night and it was like, oh, chapter seven. And I think that's something I wonder how people are going to respond to that because like there was a character, each chapter is around a character, you know, like a Netflix series. It'll be like chapter. Each episode is a chapter of the show. Each uh, episode in the game or chapter is based around a character. So I just met a character last night, 30 hours in for the first time that I've been talking to over the Kodak for 30 hours. And I just wonder how people are going to respond to that Netflix style structure. I can't think of any games that have kind of been structured like more like a Netflix kind of a thing, you know, in in chapters. I love how you're finally coming to this conclusion a decade after it was popularized. Well, not, not, not games using chapters, but like structured in a way that feels more like because uh, you know every so, game has so you don't remember playing intro. like the walking dead or or alan wake or i just didn't really feel control exactly like... earlier this year yeah but control but see there was something about the flow of that game that didn't because maybe maybe it's the narrative structure maybe it's them saying like oh this chapter is specifically based around this person that reminds me a lot of 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 like a Netflix kind of thing. Um I don't know. That's just the vibe I was getting from it. Obviously you'd look at me like I'm a crazy. See, control had chapters, but because you're always running back and forth through the environments and the story is more of an ongoing thing. I, I didn't really get that impression, but I could be wrong. I'm trying to remember man, I feel like I played control like a year ago, but it was only like a month ago. I'm going to have to refresh myself on that because there's a lot of stuff I really liked about that game yeah. that I want to sit down and think about for for game of the year. But yeah, no, I got into uh, I got into the snow area where there's... I didn't think about that, but Timefall, the rain in that game, uh, snow would be considered Timefall technically because, you know, snow is... Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So I got snowy BTs. And I, I was... <laughs> man... I was talking to one of the, when the nurse asked me to cut the umbilical cord from my child, I started telling her about this scene from Death Stranding and she looked at me like I was a weirdo. Um, And then she brought your wife the paperwork. (laughs) But I can't get into any spoilers there. I'll just, I'll just say there's a Kotaku article about chapter four in that game that, man, that is, I think chapter four and chapter six are going to be the most fun to discuss with you guys. Not from a gameplay perspective necessarily, but from a, those are like the heavy Mads Mikkelsen shit chapters. And they are, man, this, when I beat chapter six, I couldn't even sleep for like two hours. I was just laying in bed like, oh, I was like giddy with, with like, what the fuck did I just witness, you know? And I haven't felt that in a long time. But, um, and then I was hiking again up through the mountains. So yeah, I've been uh, still plunking through it. It's a, it's a long fucking game. Let me tell you, I, uh, I'm yeah. There have been so many long games this year that it's just, it's really slowed me down here. The end of the year, like everything from fire emblem on has been like, Hey, you want, you want to put 80 hours into this? I'm like, I guess (laughs) I don't know when I'm going to, but yes. Well, you play. Oh, fish don't shake your head. You put thirty-five hours into grinding Roly Colies. All right, I don't want. I don't want to see you shaking your head over there. <laughs> when you said that, fish was like, <laughs> "No, I, I feel the same way as Josh. Like, that's it. Sucks that yeah, Fire Emblem like requires you know sixty, eighty hours of your time. It doesn't require sick. That is not true. 
I beat the game in 20 fucking hours, and I can prove it okay, to you. Okay, but, like, I'm, I actually enjoy the game, but, like, I feel like, at this point, like, I have to rush through that game. Like, You don't! It's, if you want to put 100 hours into it, you can. That's, That's a the thing. thing, like, that, if you that game, I want to put that amount it. of hours into it, because I am enjoying it. Then what are you complaining about, if you want to do it? That's the thing, though, like, I don't have enough time to, like, play that, or Borderlands 3, or... Oh, you have the time. You have the time. Everyone does. You have the time if you want. Look at this. I've, so you put 35 hours into Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Have you put 35 hours into Fire Emblem? I'd probably beat it. What's the difference? There's no difference. There is a difference. I wanted a shiny Pokemon, and I wanted it. And you were also <laughs> just talking about him multitasking through Pokemon. Did, like, you literally does, just uh, answered your own you question five do, minutes ago. You could still... You could still do well. That's true, but you could still do both. You could still play it on the Switch. And what I'm saying is, desire is what gets it done. You know, desire. Mm -hmm. all is that need. how she pronounces it? Fish. <laughs> <laughs> desire. Desire. Now I've, I've I've quieted the husk. The husk has been silenced. <laughs> It's okay, fish. This is a free. Here, just slap me. Just cock slap me right now. Okay. Free. Free range. Here. Just hit me with your nub. It's not going to reach, actually. I'm sorry. I have performance <laughs> issues right now. <laughs> Stage right. No, I will say this. I will say this Look about Fire Emblem. Was. You, I, I don't know how anyone would complete that game in 20 hours and actually enjoy the experience. As much, because you can complete it in a short amount of time, but you are basically skipping over what this game, how this game sets it apart from its predecessors, in that you were doing all the stuff in the uh, cathedral and what, the monastery, excuse me, and you are doing all this team building, and it's... That's what makes this game so much better than all its predecessors, is it's more involved gets you more into the story and the characters you use that if you dump anything less and I feel like 40 hours, you're not getting the optimal amount of time into that game, at least 40 hours. Yeah, that only gives you enough time to like max out one character uh, right. as far as like, uh, right. You like, know, getting I, to know them. I spent like 70 hours and I feel like I didn't even get to max half of what I wanted to max. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, I, I was kind of blowing smoke out my ass. I don't know if it was 20 hours. I'm just saying it wasn't anywhere near as long as you, but I didn't no, do... No, that sounds about right. Like, side. I was looking at... I've, I've, been, I've been looking at um, how long to beat, just trying to plan out what I can finish by the end of the year, because there's, there's stuff that I've been wanting to get to that I just I know I'm not going to be able to, um, just time-wise. And there have been a lot of games this year that have had, like, bare minimum runs that are super low but then the amount of extra completionist stuff it will like fire emblem in particular it's like the game is like five six times longer whenever you're doing everything in it yeah I, it was probably like 40 yeah. hours like i'm looking at time to beat and they're saying 40 like uh, my game time right now in there is like 80 something yeah. hours but that's with a hard playthrough so look it's it's a pretty long, like 40. It's about as much time as Fish is probably putting a Pokemon roughly right now. Um, 
it's relative, but yes. So I was just I was just giving you shit. It's not yeah. twenty well, hours. If you can beat Fire Emblem in twenty hours, yeah. God bless you. So the, so the five to six was a little bit higher then, since I was actually Although, taking you at your word, which I, I should have known better. I, I was on normal five to six at what five to six? I, what? I was saying five to six times as long for doing everything in a run. Well, yeah, but, but you're a particularly unique gamer because you like you had like a hundred something hours in it already, and you were nowhere. You weren't even at the halfway point yet. I was like, good god. You're killing yourself yeah. there. It should actually get yeah. faster as I go. But, uh, well, yeah. My my goal this year has been to just try and finish the games that you guys think you're going to talk about this year. That's what I want to do personally is I want to know the stuff we're going to talk about at the end of the year so that I can we can at least have discussions about it. And I know mostly what you guys – everything you guys have played – I have finished, which which makes me feel good. Except I need to talk to Josh more privately. I'm pretty caught up this year. Um, everything we've played, you finished, or everything you've played, you finished. Everything like that they all this like for example, Shay's going to catch up on a bunch of stuff that I'll basically have finished. Fish, the same as same as you. Josh is the exception because he's played a lot of smaller stuff. Um, so I'd have to find like what of those smaller stuffs. He thinks he's going to be like um, really excited about at the end of the year, Um, and I'll try and and experience some of those things. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying most of the games. Josh is a unique, a unique case. I'm saying most of the games that people like, uh, you know, are excited about or playing or catching up on. I've been able to finish, so that gives me some time to. uh, I have a little leeway here, so I can play like Star Wars and stuff for people because I know there's no way in hell that anyone's going to have time to do that shit. Um, so, <laughs> which I don't blame you, you know, you're trying to catch up, but that's, that's the tricky thing. Like I can put, if I put 60 hours into a game, that could be like, that's like 32 hour games that Josh might play. So it's relative to how you're looking at that time. I'm just trying to play a lot of those really big games, I guess. Um, even resident evil was pretty long. I want to say I put like 20 hours in a resident evil ish. So. Ah, <sighs> interesting. I think this year um, we've just seen like an influx of games being bigger. And it's weird because I've seen a lot of articles like bemoaning that they've, the games have been getting longer. And it's like, well, it just feels like a few years ago that all the games were like super short and people were complaining about spending $60 on super short games. Um, So it's, it's weird. It's like, the pendulum swings back and forth all the time, and this year has just been the year of really long games. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's fine. Like, for I don't mind the the length of the game if I'm enjoying it. I just don't like getting distracted. Like, you know, that's the death of the long game. Sometimes you can get distracted by other shit. So I don't let that happen to me. I am not going to get pulled away from a game until I'm fucking done with that shit. Um. And that's how I'm going to get all these fucking games done. But I will have to probably go back and uh, if I don't, I'm going to be mad if I can't. <laughs> I wanted to be able to say I finished all the games that were nominated for the Game Awards Game of the Year, but I can't because I didn't finish Sekiro. So that's going to be the one that's going to piss me off until I go back and finish it. But I'm probably too terrible to do so. Do I get a special um, mulligan if I'm just not good enough to beat the game? I think so. That one was one of the harder ones this year. It's a hard fucking game, man. Hard fucking game. Uh, anyways, 
we'll see. It should be fun because we're in cram mode now. Um, I kind of wish I didn't have to play that Star Wars game, but I feel so many people want us to, to at least try it out. And I am watching The Mandalorian, so it'd make like a nice sandwich there. But I don't know. I didn't think I was going to put 30 plus hours in a Death Stranding, and here I am, still ticking away. Still going. But yeah, yeah it's a, I figured you guys would be on that here. game for a while. Hiking. Hiking takes time. Takes time. Uh, well, the frustrating thing is because I feel like Kojima has tantalized me because I just want to know what's going to happen. I didn't know it was going to take me 40 hours to figure out all the crazy shit that was going to happen in that game. So it's very weird. Um, anyways, that'll be, that'll be fun down the road to do a spoiler show on that-ish. And hopefully I can get up here in between baby trips. My baby has made my schedule a little bit weirder, but she's a really chill baby. She, as we kind of get to the polls here, she is a sleeper. She sleeps all the time and she's happy and chill and relaxed. She's not, and so far she's been an easy baby, as I would say. Um, so like I literally held her in my hand the other day while I was, I had her cradled in my arm while I was playing Death Stranding and she was just quietly just sitting there, uh, happy as could be. So. That's awesome. That's that's ultimately what you want. Dude, newborns are great. They're like they're the first night they're always scary until you find their tricks. Like the first night I was up in the hospital freaking out because I hadn't slept at all and my wife had just come out of her C-section yeah. surgery and she passed out and she couldn't really move and that first night is oh always the worst. Yeah, my my last one uh the first night was horrible, not because of the kid but because of the nurses, because this kid literally oh, yeah. first night could roll over and he would not sleep oh, the way God. the nurses wanted him to. So they kept coming yeah, in and finding him. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kept coming in and finding that he'd rolled over and then just yelling at us because no, you're not supposed to put him this way. I'm like, I didn't fucking put the kid that way. I laid him down the way he's supposed to be. He rolled over like kids, kids he's don't rolling. do that. Like, like as far as like Holy normally, I don't roll over until they're a couple months old. That's unusual. And this, yeah, my this kid's kid not just at all. he was not having any of it. He's like, I'm I'm not happy sleeping this way. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and flip over. And those nurses, oh my goodness, I couldn't sleep at all that first night because they just wouldn't wouldn't stop. It was it was it was terrible. Hospitals are a weird thing. Yeah. They really are. Like I. I, that's one of the first poll question I had this week was how, asking people how, feel, how people felt about hospitals because I was in there and granted everything was going fine until the doctor came up to us at like eight o'clock at night and was like, yeah, this baby's not coming out. They're too mm -hmm. big. They haven't moved at all since eight o'clock this morning. And, and, you know, that's part of what happens when you sort of push a baby past, like they force it, you know, when they induce you, they get you on Pitocin and they pop your water. It's not exactly natural, but they're trying to push you into a natural state of labor. Uh, and it works fine most of the time, but in this case, it did not. Her body was not... She could have labored for like 20 hours, and which is nothing was happening. And that creates a lot of health issues for the wife. And the, the weird thing about both of my experiences is um, I've never had a baby come on time. My ex-wife mm. and my current wife, the babies have always been late. And to the point where we've had to be induced, which is weird because I'm always like, man, like... If I had to, um, like, if, if we were in, like, the olden days, well, all my kids probably would have died. 
including the because they never would have came out. I mean, or maybe they would have eventually, but like all the doctors were just like, "Look, you're running out of the amniotic fluid in there, man. Like you gotta you gotta induce this baby now." I don't know why they're not coming, and I'm just like. I don't get uh, the baby thing is weird. Like, why don't these babies just come when they're supposed to? Like, there's been, so many elements to. Bur- might have been your chemical jizz that was uh, messing up your mm. ex-wife and your current wife's cycle. My jizzler, your, your jizz cannon, <laughs> the jizzlers. Yeah, your jizzlers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just funny because I've never had the normal experience where someone's water no, breaks, yeah. like in the in the TV show, and you go to the hospital. I've never had that. It's just funny. No, you didn't. I remember your 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 ex wife that she had to have a C section as well. Actually, I remember that with uh, hers was horrific. Yeah, yeah. I remember Oof. that. I remember um, being there at the hospital for part of that and hearing about everything that happened. Yeah, it's brutal, but. <laughs> It was my second kid. Though I'll say that I got to see a baby come out of the vagina at least once, popped right out. Super as the screaming, the full nine yards, um, and the doctor caught it like it was a football, pew, like a wet football, and it was cool. It was a cool thing. <laughs> How amazing would it be uh, if some woman had the wherewithal, which obviously would take an extreme and I don't even know possible amount of um, mental capacity as the final push she's like hail mary and just pushes out and the baby shoots out like that how amazing would that be yeah hey at least you made a football reference i'm proud of that thanks thanks it's one of the only ones i got in the tank (laughs) um yeah so anyways that's it's it's been really cool so thank you to everyone and enjoying the thing i will say i've had a lot of anxiety i did i'm actually doing really good right now which inspired me to want to do a show for our ten dollar tier about anxiety and stuff so i'll see if i can get enough people in, into that but um there's something about looking into waking up and looking at three human beings I'm like these three living people are going to depend on me for the rest of their life and it's like it hits you sometimes you're like oh my fucking god like it's like a, a smothering way these three yeah. humans are going to depend on me and i'm still arguing about pokemon with my best friends <laughs> <laughs> dude that's why it's partly why i do it it helps keep my mind on like shit that doesn't really matter because it's like if Wait, i think what? about the shit that matters too much this doesn't matter I mean, it does matter no it matters why are we doing this this it's doesn't sh- matter it's a, it's a fucking chipmunk god damn it <laughs> this um, fucking silly shit uh but anyways uh yes back at home getting in the groove 66% of our audience said that they agree. All due respect to everyone that works at the hospital. A lot of incredible people there saving lives, delivering babies, curing the sick. But 66% of our audience is freaked out by hospitals. Um, how do you guys feel about hospitals? Anybody here freaked out by hospitals? Nah. Nope. Nope, they're not fun okay. to sleep in, but that's about yeah. all. I mean, they're a little gross if you like you're in the emergency room where like there's people who are sick and stuff like that. But for the most part, like I don't mind hospitals, only because like, yeah. Well, being in a big city, like there's different hospitals that you can go to, and I've been to the different ones, and there's obviously like much more nicer ones um, that provide better amenities. But for the most part, like I don't mind hospitals. I guess what I mean is, like, they make me think about sickness and death. Not necessarily, like, I think they're gross. Mm. Oh. Because 
It's just there's absolutely the there's absolutely nothing wrong with thinking about death. Not a single thing. Yeah. Well, to get back when you have three I'm not, kids. I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm being 100 percent serious. We should. No, there's not. I yes, I agree. But I think it's it's easier. Death never bothered me until I had children, and now it like freaks me out. So. That's fair. That's fair. I just think I think that. This is a whole other topic, actually. I don't know if I want to descend yeah. into this. Basically, I just think that like our culture shies away from death so much, and it's something that yeah. should be discussed more within culture in the U.S. It's weird. Like we're completely fine with showing people, you know, just murdering people left and right to children, but. Uh... But if you seriously stop and talk about death for any time at all, everyone acts like it's just horrible. Like, no, 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 you can't, you can't actually acknowledge that you're going to die. That's not a, mm-hmm. that's just, that's too rough. Well, yeah, it just comes, it's not the violence of the death or, or yeah. the, yeah, it's the idea that if you die or someone you dies, it's going to, all the... Effects it just, it'd be, it'd be interesting, I guess, to see, like, because I feel like there are a lot of... A lot of things in our society that we kind of we have these like certain things that we build up to seem society socially acceptable in our society. Sorry, that's what I was trying to say. And just like we're seeing this this rate of like depression and mental illness that we have presumably never seen in in the history of the U.S. And I think part of that is due to us being able to better diagnose these things, but we're also I don't know if you guys read this, but uh, we're seeing younger people in the U.S. die at an alarming rate. It's been increasing in the past few years. And um, part of that is, you know, due to society or not society, suicide and other various issues. And I think that may like I don't know. Obviously, I'm not quoting anything. This is something I'd have to research after the podcast or if I don't even know if they could quantify it, but like just. Like, there are a lot of things we don't discuss in our society uh, well enough, and we, we hide a lot of these things. And I wonder if, you know, for example, one of those things would be, like, um, not discussing suicide. Like, people have to pretend that, like, we're not going to die, and death is this really weird thing to consider and discuss. I wonder if that would be a possible... uh factor like uh, there's a correlation there in any way shape or form uh into people being more depressed now like not just death but like the things in our society that we we shouldn't talk about and these societal norms that we're expected to uphold you know i wonder if there's some valid um information or validity to that in general but i don't know i just well living yeah. living in japan this last thing i'll say about it cuz i know this is completely tangential and i apologize just like they do talk more about death here and i know there are other cultures out there that celebrate death and they're aware of death and it seems like they have more of like a mindfulness of who they are and their place in the world and in society and maybe this is me romanticizing a little bit certainly possible but it just seems like we shy so far away from death in the U.S. And it's so bad that, like, we embalm our own dead be- to make them look like they're alive because we don't want when, like, we have open casket funerals and stuff like that, that we don't want to even 
we don't even want to think about death. So it's just well, sorry. I'm laughing because Josh, Josh is typing funny shit. That's why I'm laughing. I'm, I, I was trying to break him. I'm sorry. Was, you did. Yeah. <laughs> do you think there's? Do you think there's something to like? Because I was um, just kind of looking into it, and it looked like Japan actually had a pretty high suicide rate compared to other countries. It does. You think that's? You think that's maybe being open about death is is a negative because it makes people just think, okay, well, like the they're accepting the idea of death. And something like suicide isn't quite as far from their their mind, maybe. Because, like, for me, it, I don't even want to think about death. So the idea of suicide for me is, is so far away from... I don't even, It's hard to think about suicide when you don't even want to think or talk about death. Do you think there's something to that? Um, in, in the specific example you're giving, which is Japan, um, suicide is very high here. And it's actually steadily increased. And I don't think the correlation is there. I think it'd more be along the lines of... Of course, they're expected to work insane amount of hours here. It's not uncommon for people here to work 12 to 16 hours every day. And they don't get, oftentimes they don't get paid over time. It's just expected of them because if they want to climb higher in the company, that's how you show you go above and beyond. I think that's part of it. Part of it too is that now... Please, I'm not trying to offend anyone, so hopefully they don't think that. Or I'm not trying to say one society or one culture is better than the other. I notice with a lot of Western cultures, uh, the focus is more on the individual, individual growth, individual development, um, and that that speaks to that speaks to like um, social cues, social experiences, and and it's just. Those things don't happen as much here. I want, like, for you guys, like, you guys who who are the hosts with me and people who are listening, I want you to imagine in middle school what you were thinking about. And what where what you're predominantly where your mindset was. For me... Well, me and Fish just told you. It was sex. Right, right. It was is, is video games, <laughs> boobs, and butts is what I was yes. primarily thinking about in middle school. Oof. When... When you're in junior high school here, um, when you when you start think when you get hit to your second year, you got to start thinking about your high school entrance exams and those. If you want to get into a decent high school, which is going to propel you into a good college, which is going to propel you into a good job, you start thinking about that in junior high school. So it's like you get to be even less of a kid in Japan than you do in America or other Western cultures. And you're just being, yeah. you're being groomed. I don't, you're there's probably not the right word, but it's the, the only word that's coming to mind. You're being groomed to just be another cog in the system. You are being, mm-hmm. you're being basic. It feels that way. You're basically just being, uh, not pushed. You're, you're basically being told this is, if you want to succeed, this is the route you need to take. And it's very much pushed on them. It's very stressful. To be a junior high school kid, then a high school kid, then college is kind of, depending on the kind of college you go to, is actually kind of a reprieve for them. Uh, college is easier in Japan in general than it is in the U.S. and uh, Europe. But, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a nightmare. Um, I Really, Shay, I think you're on to something there. People don't talk about death enough. And most importantly, as Fish can test to, they don't talk about being a husk enough. I mean, the husks are out there. And until we really embrace them, they're just going to get looked right past, you know? 
like like right now. Morgan's just looking right <laughs> past me. Yeah. Just a, another husk blowing in the wind. Um, let's see here. So Shay wanted me to put this one up. If you complained about the Sonic film, do you now feel obligated to see it as a sign of goodwill toward the changes? And strangely enough, 70% of our audience said yes. Now, will they? We will see. But yeah, they did. They 70% of our audience was like, you know what? I do feel compelled to see this movie now. I think that's cool. Um, whether or not the Sonic movie is going to be good, I think it's cool that people are kind of being like, hey, they made the changes I wanted. They heard my voice. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pay it, pay it back, you know? Like, I had a loud opinion. Now I'm going to pay it, you know? back in kind that's cool and i hope i hope a lot of people yeah they don't like i don't want to guilt people the the whole point of this wasn't to guilt people into going to see the sonic movie if you don't want to see it don't see it but <laughs> i think it's cool that people kind of have that that uh moral responsibility they're owning up to it and i appreciate that it's true it's true i like to see that too and i will be taking my kid to see it so even if it sucks, my kid will have a good time and I won't feel empty inside. Um, not that I really go to it by myself, necessarily. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying. Kids, I'm going to take them to a kids movie. Um, I did a couple. I wanted to be equal opportunity here. I put Daisy Ridley up from um, Star Wars and you could rate. And I also put Kylo Ren up from Star Wars and you could rate their hotness. People are a little rough to... Uh, Kylo Ren. I mean, I thought, don't you guys think that the guy who plays Kylo Ren is a, an attractive fellow? Adam Driver? No. Came back in like 60s. Daisy Ridley. 60s. Star. So that's, yeah. I, no, that sounds actually about what I would have expected. Really? Yeah. Huh. I thought he was kind of a unique looking uh, villain. Yeah, he is. Like, he's um, a really good actor. He's really. Uh, unique look to him. Like you, you don't mistake him for anyone else, which is really cool. But yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's like got like that classic good looks sort of a vibe to him. Like a lot of the, and that's what's like a lot of the other. Yeah, actors. no, I. That's true. That's true. And I think it's cool. Like Daisy, like how they found Daisy. Like she has that cool mix to her of like. She's obviously a very beautiful woman, but she has that like really just um like you just want to root for because she has like just that strong, fierce look to her as well, and she's a really likable personality. Like I if you, she's the core of the franchise, right? So like I mean, they're all important characters, John Boyega, Adam Driver, um, uh, and then Daisy Ridley. But yeah, I just think she has a really she, they could man, they nailed the casting. I mean, despite what my thoughts on the second Star Wars movie are like they just fucking nailed the casting in that movie. Did you hear what happened with John Boyega this past week or so? I did not. So he was out partying really hard. He had a Star Wars script for the new movie, lost it. Someone else took it and was trying to sell it on eBay. And they, uh, Disney had to buy it back. For how much? <laughs> how much did Disney $80. Because a, the, the theory there is that they think that the guy didn't realize that there was a script to the entire movie. Thought it was just like some some part of the movie for John Boyega, like some small thing. So they apparently they didn't 
I don't know what the the thought process there was, but Disney bought it back for a whole eighty dollars, saved John Boyega's mm. ass. Because like, if someone else had bought that and leaked that, that was the entire movie of Star, uh, the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, I mean, if people are gonna look into spoilers, but yeah, that's that's funny. That's that's funny. That'll give you a fucking scare. Um. Anyways, I'm really excited for that uh new Star Wars movie. I am not even a Star Wars guy. Even though The Mandalorian is great, right, Fish? That's right. Woo! It sure is. It's worth every six ninety nine I pay a month. That's right. I'll shoot that $6.99 right up Disney's asshole, and I'm going to be happy about it. Um, Let's see here. We already did Scovette. Uh, bl- uh, so that new Tesla from Elon Musk, that new car, shocked me. 53% of our audience said they actually dig the new Tesla Cybercar design. Um, Cybertruck? Which is kind of... I've, wow. Yeah, the Cybercar. Yeah. My first thought was, that is ugly as fuck, but then I was like, you know what? I kind of like it. And it, then I really liked it, but... I can't explain I why. I mean, PT <laughs> Cruiser was a thing. Lest we forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only good version of the PT Cruiser was the convertible, where they just removed half the car and then it was tolerable. Uh, let me go oh, PT no. Cruiser. They're going to be my favorite of course, car. Of course, Josh. Um, no, you only you only dude, had my, to look at half of it at a time. My wife had a PT okay. Cruiser. Okay. That's funny. My wife had a PT Cruiser when I met her. That's pretty funny. At least she didn't have uh, a Kia yeah. Soul. Or. No, I'm about a plow the little the prowler. That's what I was thinking of the PT Prowler. That was a cool car. PT you remember that? Prowler, what's that? Oh, that? oh fish! Oh fish! It's a prowler. Let me tell you. You're talking about the Plymouth Prowler? Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry, Plymouth Prowler. Confused me. Sorry. That when I was a kid, for some reason, I was all about that car. Who knows? Anyways, but the the cool thing though about it was I was watching all this stuff on the car and it actually is one of the few cars that makes me would make me feel very safe like the how much damage that thing can take. Like they were throwing like steel balls at the windows and all this crazy shit yeah. like that's the that car would make me feel a lot more would safe it, on the highway. Cuz it, it yeah. looks like there's zero structural deformation whenever it gets hit by anything, which means literally 100% of the force gets transferred to you and all that squishy meat. So it is probably about the least safe car that's been made in the last 150 years. That can't, that can't be true. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, you're squishy meat, Morgan. Deal with it. (laughs) I just want to get Josh saying squishy meat over and over again. (laughs) This is my ringtone. Hmm. All that squishy meat. All that squishy meat. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, maybe there's something to that, Josh. I don't know. Now I'm curious, because I thought the whole thing about it was that it was super safe. Oh, yeah, it'll block a bullet from entering your no, vehicle. No, it's, it's just, it's more lethal whenever you hit pedestrians. That way you don't have to deal with litigation. Yeah. Oh. They can't see you if they can't identify just, the body. Just kills them cleanly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you accidentally uh, run over a witch, it's uh, it's better if they uh, if they die instantly and aren't able to curse you. Right, true that. 
As opposed to like um, modern cars right now where they like fly through the window and like they can look at you dead on mm-hmm. halfway through the windshield and, you know, curse you from there. Yep. Which does suck. I've heard stories. <laughs> He's heard stories. Uh, um, the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> you guys That's really a major downside to the point. Prius. <laughs> Um, I took an L on the squirrel, but I took a W on this one. Do you consider Fallout 3, 4, and New Vegas shooters or RP? Yeah. Oh, Shay left. He did. No, we'll we we'll wait for him to come back there. But I, I love how you had to reframe yeah. the question in order to win there, because that wasn't That's what we were talking takes. about. What we were talking about was it was finally popular because it was a shooter, which was the whole discussion uh, on, the sh- on the last show. It's, they're saying it's not a shooter. It is it's an RPG. It is a shooter. It's a shooter because it's an RPG. it came from one and two, which were isometric RPGs. Yeah, and it's still an RPG. But the reason it's popular is because it's a shooter. It was a shooter with heavy RPG elements. Yeah, like had it still been a it's an RPG isometric, with guns. If had mm. it still been isometric, had it still not been a first person shooter, it wouldn't have taken off. No, well, yeah, of course. If it's ice, no, I agree with the the isometric nature and the, so those early Fallout games was impenetrable. Like I'd never even heard of them. But until exactly I played Fallout, which 3. was the point of the conversation. But, like the reason it took off is because well, it was a shooter. N- no, it took off because it's in first person perspective. It's an RPG in first person perspective, and people like first person perspective. I think it's what you're trying to say. It's not a shooter. Mm. You see what I'm saying? No, I don't. I think the only thing you could put there is that it was on console because PC gaming in general was small at the time because this IP got picked up. I mean, same with basically everything. Bethesda bought other good IPs and just put them on console, which is kind of how Bethesda has even been a thing for the last decade is, you know, trying to bring good ideas to a mass market. Look, Josh, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that 85% of our audience said it's an RPG, not a shooter. Yeah. So? So we agree. It's an RPG. Sure. I don't believe you say that. He just um, said sure, I, What Morgan. I think you're trying to say... No, he's just saying that. He said that. sure. Take it. The sh- I think where me and Josh are meeting in the middle is that I do feel like the first-person perspective made it a lot more consumable for people as opposed to that obscure isometric sort of design of those early games. And there are shooting elements, absolutely. There are guns. <laughs> Unless you don't play with the VAT system, in which case you're a monster. So, <laughs> but I should do that in the next poll. Are you a monster because you don't use the VAT system? Yes or no? Didn't somebody, there was somebody I was talking to at work one time that told me they didn't use the VAT system. I'm like, yeah. the fuck, what are you even playing in? Yeah, no, I think I only used the VAT system during the tutorial when they're like, use the VAT system. And that's that about it. Because it's... So you walk around in Fallout and you just shoot things. Because it's better than the VAT system, which is atrocious. So. Oh. Wrong! Wrong! Breaking my heart, Josh. I love the VAT system. How dare you? Uh-huh. 
I love it. Oh, we got a throw. Oh, now, now Josh can get <laughs> it's the gangbang. It's going the other way. Thank <laughs> you, Josh. Uh, Woo! Take it. <laughs> take the take 100%. the gravy pipe. <laughs> gravy pipe. Eesh. Eesh. Uh, and yes, eighty four percent of our audience did not drink a monster while playing Death Strain. Thank goodness. Sorry. I feel bad for the sixteen percent though. Really? You don't like yeah. Monster? Well, we'd like our audience to stick around for, you know, oh. the foreseeable future. Oh my god. Wait, did you just take a swig of that monster that you said you opened up a day or so ago? It's been open for two days. Okay. Oh. In my fridge. In oh, my fridge. no, that's, that's better. Yeah. That's better. Mm-hmm. There's no rules against... Opening a monster. It's, it's in a can. It's an energy drink. It's an energy drink. It tastes like this fucking. You could put that thing in a in the goddamn moon, and it would no. taste the same. No, Morgan. What the? F- When's the last time you had an energy drink, fish? Summer. This summer. I had a this bang. summer. A, a few. A few. <laughs> you had a bang. <laughs> the last one he's had. Actually, yeah, it was like, you know, bangs. <laughs> it's been a while since you had a never had a bang. <laughs> never heard of a bang. What the fuck is a bang? This is a weird Texas. No, fucking it's popular with all the kids. Bangs are in Montana. Yeah, I've just I don't I don't I've never I haven't had an energy drink in years. I can't have them with my anxiety disorder. So huh? I I only got this might, as an experiment. Might need it with that new baby right? around. Might need a little zinger. No, no. I got plenty of uh, energy because I have desire to get things done. Fish. Oh, um, let's see here. <laughs> even for even for a husk, <laughs> I felt that somewhere. I don't know where, but fuck. God damn it! Something's something's off right now. Mm. I don't like it. Your husks crinkled. You felt your dry husky skin like your skin like crinkle up mm. a little bit in right disdain. In the sc- Right in the sk. Yeah. Right in the sk. <laughs> it's okay, fish. Sorry. Where are you down? That's it for the polls. Now we have um, some patron stuff we want to get to. And again, I want to thank everyone for hanging in for another beast of a show here. Uh, first half Pokemon, second half, all sorts of random shit. Again, patreon.com slash swordchomp, redbubble.com slash people slash swordchomp. Or rate our podcast wherever it is. Throw those five stars at us. It helps a ton. Um, but we have some patron shout-outs that we want to get to here. Our patrons mean the world to us. Take it away, Shay. All right. Here we go. The crowd erupted into cheers as a deafening sound boomed and exploded from the open roof of the arena. The roar could be heard for kilometers. In the middle of the finely tended grassy arena stood four challengers, two on either side. They all looked determined, ready to face off. Ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce the trainers that we have before you today. First, we have the returning champion facing off in the rare duel match, the Space Cowboy himself. Joshua Fowler. You plebs will eat Taurus shit. In the bleachers, 
a particular section of fans screamed their cheers, led by superfan Cosmic Pop-Tart, Corin Space, Danny P, Dan W, and Epidemic. Cosmic waved a flag with Josh's signature Ferrothorn with the caption, Thorny and Horny. Joining him on his team is the eccentric up-and-comer. That's what she said. The specialist of water and fairy types. Princess Mo. Momo. Momo, damn it! Momo. I was gonna say that's what she. I was gonna say that's what she's. No. You shut up. It's turtle Fuck time, it. bitches! <laughs> Another section threw their voices into the air, pronouncing their love for Momo. The Rev rattled a cowbell while Rich, Ryan, Scotty, and Stefan beat deep, booming drums. And we have the opposing team. First, we have the trainer that has come close to winning it all twice now, but hasn't quite been able to pull it all together. He hopes to redeem himself, the challenger, Professor Layton. We are going to win, and then I'm eating some damn ice cream. A smattering of booze were mixed in with some strident cheers led by the power couple, Matt and Lisa. Singing a song and clapping, they led fellow fans Michelle, Jonathan, and Ivan. And last but not least, the former champion, who is looking to exact revenge, the debonair six-pack stud, Tony Fish. Give me back my title, you filth! <laughs> uh, the stadium erupted in the loudest of cheers. Eric, Gilbezi, Jason, Kane, Kevin, Larry, and Marco shot Roman candles into the night sky. Zach G ripped off his shirt and proudly showed his newly inked tattoo of fish slinging a pokeball towards his opponent. Wow, this arena is about to explode. Without further delay, let's fight. The four simultaneously extracted a pokeball from their belts and whipped them towards the battlefield. On the challenger's side, emerged a Lucario and Roly Coley from Shea and Fish, respectively. On the opposite side appeared a Dreadnought and Blissey, both confident and eager to fight. Ah, oh, not that Blissey. <laughs> Good luck, chum. That's what she... Oh, my bad. I thought you said cum. Dreadnought immediately unleashes a torrent of water with his waterfall attack. Lucario is not hit too hard by the water, but Roly Coley has immediately fainted. Blissey is instructed to use Light Screen, buffing his and Momo's Pokemon. 
Lucario runs up to Blissey and uses close combat, pummeling the Blissey in hopes to get his health down quickly. Feeling the rush, you jabronis? You will suffer. Fish unbuckled another Pokeball and flung it onto the battlefield. Another Roly-Coly appeared. What's this? Another Roly-Coly? Interesting strategy. The professor looks frustrated and the other two look perplexed. Oh, looks like Dreadnought used Waterfall again and knocked it out. Lucario used extreme speed and made quick work of Blissey. The professor was starting to feel a bit hopeful, but wondered what his partner was up to. Fish took out a third Pokeball, throwing it intensely onto the pitch. Out popped yet another Roly-Coly. Okay, what the fuck is going on? Uh, Do you not have something else to throw out there? Suddenly, the crowd erupted into raucous cheers. It looks like Dreadnought has yet again used Waterfall and wiped out his third Roly-Coly. Okay, what do you have left? I, uh, got Roly-Colys. Why do you only have Roly-Colys? I was I was shiny hunting for them, Shay. And I forgot to catch anything else. <laughs> okay. I couldn't figure out how to end it, so I figured I'd leave it there. Mm-hmm. But we just want to say I was <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. As you say, I was getting Fish's announcer voice sounded just like his fish voice. I was very <laughs> I was very confused. But I loved it. Um Oh. Sounded different in my head. Oh, well. Sounded a little different to me. He gave it but his all. You did. You were an announcer. You, get, you gotta get so I just want to say thank you. Sorry. You're good. You're good. You're getting into it. I appreciate it. Apparently, I need to give you more lines next time. Yeah, I don't get any lines. But, um... <laughs> I like the neutral Line. lines. Like, the announcer and shit like that. I like that stuff. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I'll keep that in mind next time. Uh, no, I just want to say thank you to all of our patrons who have generously donated, donated their money and their time this month because a lot of the patrons who, you know, are active in the patron are active in our Instagram, are active on our Twitter, are hanging out with us on Twitch. And I seriously, you guys are the best fans we could ever have. The fact that this month you guys wanted to organize like a secret message thing that I fucked up. And again, I'm very sorry about that. I feel like shit. Trust me. Um, the fact that you guys wanted to organize that for one of us who is having a kid is amazing. That's seriously quality, quality shit right there. And the fact that you guys continue to support us month after month, I know I say this every month just blows my mind. Um, we love you guys very much. You guys are like friends to us. And um, we appreciate everything you guys do for us. So seriously, thank you. Absolutely, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's really incredible. Um, all right, well, the, there we go. That's going to wrap it up. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Of course, thank my co-host for being here. Um, 
the Husk himself, Filipino Johnny Depp from Texas, Josh, the Jimmy Rustler from Michigan, Shay, the Professor, all things Tinder from Japan, myself, General Mountain Time Morgan from Montana. It's been a fun show. We'll never talk about Pokemon again. Probably. Uh, see you next week for an all-new Chomcast.